Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the Audio Roast Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Isaacs. I just realized I don't have a light in front of me. I'm like, man, why am I so dark? It's sitting over there. I'll get it in a second. You look fine. I look all right. right I look all right. I'm looking at the darkest TV in the room, too. Hello and happy Sunday, y'all. So, Josh, let's go ahead and kick things off here on the old Audio Roast Podcast. Don't forget that if you're watching along on the live stream right now, Feel free to leave a comment and like the video, but please share it to your page so that your friends know what we're doing as well so that they can come join in on the fun. You can also get audio-only versions of the show when I upload them, uh, which I totally dropped the ball last week and have not, so I will play catch-up after the show tonight and do that. So audio-only episodes wherever you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, so on and so forth. You know. Yes, I am. Indeed. It's nuts. Uh, become a patron. Uh, it's a really cool way to support what we're doing here on the show. You know, I, I wanted to stop and say this. We've got some, I'm going to say it, some kick-ass sponsors. Um, <laughs> and uh, they help do a lot with the show. They help us to uh, pay for, for all that we're doing on the show as far as where we stream to, the platforms we use, and all that kind of stuff, um, as well as put on some live events and that kind of thing without us having to dig into our pockets. But even with those awesome sponsors, we could still do more if you guys were willing to chip in a little bit, especially now that we're rounding the corner to tis the season. Uh, I heard some talk about a live show or something, and uh, we might have to discuss what we want to do on that. If we want to do some Thanksgiving, Christmas, something. So anyway, it's a really cool we way to start Charlie the show. Brown dinner. There you go. Yeah. There I you mean, go. Like everything they made, the popcorn, the jelly beans, the pretzels, the toast. <laughs> We could do a Charlie Brown dinner. Well, there is going to be a Charlie Brown. Um, the whole soundtrack will be played live by members of 7D Funk here at the Rift uh, sometime in the end of December. The Christmas so, soundtrack? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sweet. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Patreon. Check it out. Also, don't forget about playlists at the end of most episodes. Not today's by chance, but uh, last week we had a really cool one. Uh, you may not be able to find it yet. I'd don't know why it couldn't be that i haven't put it out yet no. um but uh r&b it's free. what they got to complain about uh, right exactly r&b from 1988 to 1989 see if you're a patron you could be like hey what am i paying you for Da-da-da. and then i'd be like you know what you're right let me get right on it but right. now i'm like yeah i'm just gonna you know whatever it gets done it gets done so uh check them out good stuff good music you'll dig it you can also go to our website at audioroast.com there you can find your official one-stop shop for all your audio roast needs whether it's playlists from the past merch sponsors past episodes you name it we got it right not this past past episode right the past 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 episodes yeah good stuff uh don't forget last week we did r&b from 88 to 89 we had todd osborne and darren williams here on the show that was a great episode i had such man if you haven't heard it you're gonna have to wait i'm telling you man that was fun that was i ain't gonna lie that was a lot of work but it It was was. a damn lot of fun uh we we took the whole studio downstairs to the riff and uh changed things up a little bit which was fantastic we had great conversation with both gentlemen um amazing musicians amazing dads amazing people good stuff if you missed it you missed it go back and check it out this week (laughs) (laughs) no sound effect on that right yeah it was weird uh uh is ask us anything that's what we're doing today so if you want to know what size jacket um joshua pool wears when he's on stage if you want to know 
what what his favorite cereal is if you want to know anything you just ask us we'll we'll tell you you want to know something about the music community we'll discuss that as well got a lot to get into a lot of great suggestions so far so seven songs in seven days we're alive pal all right seven songs in seven days (laughs) here we go uh coming in from deborah shelton in the number seven position from this past week josh is gonna kill me Drunk by Ellie King and Miranda Lambert. Well, if there were better songs, then there were better songs. I mean, but we'll see. Okay, we'll see that's fair. So here's here's what I have in my notes. Miranda seemed to have changed the way that she sings, probably she just for the song. Like Ellie King in that, right? Close and I was like, can you not just like I love the old and again, I grew up in country in the nineties. I know Miranda wasn't really quite there yet, but um, back in those days when you would do a duet with another country artist, you're doing it for their signature sound. Right. And it's like, well, don't change who you are. Otherwise, she would have asked anybody. She could have asked an impressionist right. to be her, you know. So eh, that's where uh, where I put it in on that. And Ellie's, Ellie King's voice is okay to me in small doses. I, I enjoy her. If it was the other way around, you know, if, if it was a Miranda Lambert song featuring Ellie King, I'd be like, yeah, this is better. But yeah, yeah. she did a great uh, episode of Live from Daryl's House. Oh, okay. I'll Ellie have to King. check that out because I actually enjoy that show. There you are. Hey, Josh. Welcome to the show. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Coming in at number six from CJ Garmo, Velvet Underground's Heroin. Good song. Uh, very chill. Um, made me want to take a walk on the wild side. Yeah. 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 Very good. Songs I enjoyed that. That was refreshing. Yeah. Coming from uh, Mr. Garmo there. Good stuff. Good job. Dig it. Uh, in the number six spot, speaking of Garmo, we've got from Kim Garmo Ree, uh, Rain King by the Counting Crows. That's a good song. Yeah. Just made me want to listen to Mr. Jones. So, number five. And the number four spot from Julia Lay Cab. We've got Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Simple, smooth, loved it. Good stuff. Uh, and the number three spot from Kylie Meyer. We have Where You Belong by 38 Special. I got to yeah. say, this is a great song. This is very much yeah. more pop sounding than like that Southern Rocky kind of stuff that I associate that band with for some reason. Well, that was like later eighties for them. Well, there you yeah, go. So there you go. But it still sounds like 38 special. It does. Yeah. That was my, when I heard it, that was my only drawback. It's like their, it, the lyrical element of it could have fallen into any one of their other songs. Sure. Yeah. A lot of the, the melodies and stuff mm-hmm. that they use were pretty si- similar, the keys and whatnot. Yep. Uh, what's not similar is what's number two from David Klein's. We've got Beth by Kiss, mm-hmm. the song that nearly broke the band. Um, uh, as if uh the what's the disco? I was made for loving you. If that didn't do it, Eric Carr's like random, um, Eric Carr, Peter Chris, um, his random ballad. Didn't, in retrospect, it could have easily killed the band, in my opinion. Like think- you, you watch the video from. Uh, that was taken from the movie they made and stuff. And I'm like, this is not the kiss that I want to remember. <laughs> uh, but it's good stuff. I enjoyed it. Uh, what, do, what do you think of that song? Uh, you know, it's written about a dog. It's written about a dog, but in a way that it seems like it's to your lover back home and you're out on the road being a musician. It's very journey, open arm or um, faithfully. I, I was you know. not a member of the kiss army. So, you know, one song is good as another to me for Chris. Wow. Coming in hot. Uh, in the number one spot, also from David Klein's, we've got 
A Horse with No Name by America. At some on the point, first part of the journey. At some point, he could have given that horse a name. At some point. Especially after all this time. Where's right. the sequel? I Where's the sequel? I blame America. Name him Bill. <laughs> I blame America for not, that horse not having a name. Blame America. Gotta love it. So congratulations go to David Kleins for your being the winner this week on Seven Songs in Seven Days. Now is your time. Yeah. Yeah. To nominate your picks, just use the hashtag seven. Choose any song, any any day, any Choose genre, any day. any day, any style, any way, any. Just give us a song, y'all. And we're going to take the next seven days. Give it a listen. Give it a rank because it's uh, good music. It's our opinion. It's fun. And we can. We're going to take a quick break. Josh has got to answer his phone and we're going to come back with more stuff. So stick around. Hey musicians, do your shows need that extra layer of fun and excitement? Wow your fans with Next Level Production and let Sunset Productions help you up your game. We can create custom and unique sound, lighting, and video packages designed just for you and your budget. Let's work together and give our community the shows they deserve. For more information, contact Jared Isaacs at Sunset Productions Springfield at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Sunset Productions. Sunset Productions. Don't be a jukebox. Be an experience. Oh, oh man, I forgot to put my light out front. Crap. Oh, my goodness. That's all right. You're still dark. You look okay, though. Yeah, you know, you know. Uh, let's see here. What are we drinking today, Josh? What have we got in the What in are the we old drinking? Mood? We are eat, drinking uh, Breakfast in America. Breakfast in America. Are you ever going to put the right song on there? Nuts. Every time. <laughs> let's see what we got on Breakfast in America. It is a light roast. Morning brew, nutty, sweet citrus, dark. What are you doing over there? You getting a getting a light? <laughs> yes, it's sweet citrus, dark chocolate. And while Mr. Jared Isaacs gets his light ready because he's the epitome of vanity, <laughs> got to see myself. Got to be pretty. Did you put on any uh, powder to make sure you don't shine? No. Well, I mean, we could do a behind-the-scenes thing. You could bring it over and talk. And, you know, applying makeup is called farting. F-A-R-D-I-N-G. No, I'm not making it up. All righty. Let's see. We got any more. Hot tag. Hot tag. Hey, there you go, Josh. You okay. did great. I can't tell the Thank difference you. in the light, but, you know, it's <laughs> cool. Doesn't look any different over here. Yeah. <laughs> Only difference is I'm fat and out of shape. All right. Uh, so yeah, breakfast in America is what we're drinking. Yeah, yeah. What else we got? Yes. Go to the comments. Go to the comments. Go to the comments. Go to the comments. All right, let's uh, do that. Let me jump up here to the top. David Kleins is here. He says, "Hello, how's it going?" Joshua Poole here says, "Today is ask us anything. We do our best to answer honestly, or at least I believe the lie, or at least believe the lie." Yeah, yeah. You know. Pretty well said. A seasonal question. My favorite classic scary movie character pre-1970. Mine is 
Uh, Nosferatu from 1921. Good stuff. Hmm. Pre-1970, though. That's so specific. Yeah. Is that before? No, of course that's before Halloween. Halloween be was like, late 70s. You could do Dracula or Frankenstein's monster or Creature from the well, Okay, well, it's definitely not the mummy. That was the dumbest one. Oh. <sighs> let's, let's do an hour and a half on that. Yeah, how no. dumb the mummy is. Now, the Abbott and Costello's What a dummy mummy. mummy. Yeah. Abbott and Costello's mummy was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah, you know, I would. Man. Classic scary. Mo okay, so it's movie specific. I was going to say Herman Munster, but. Uh, so I guess I'll have to say Frankenstein. Yeah, the Bride of Frankenstein or the Bride of Frankenstein, whichever. But have you ever seen Nosferatu? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no, dude, it's, it's so amazing. Classic. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there was a great movie about that. Uh, Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, which was a story behind the making of it. I think slightly fictionalized, but right. uh, yeah, great, good stuff, good stuff. We need one more. Uh, what about seven you? Seven? We Me? haven't even got there yet. We haven't even got yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just tossing it out. Uh, there. Yeah, uh, you know, I've never been big in monster movies, but I would have to say probably the early Draculas. Oh, okay. Yeah, the early, the Bela Lugosi Dracula. The oh, original. oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. See, you bring up another good one though. Um, I might have to change mine to um, the uh, Christopher Lee version. Yeah, mm. I, I, I think that's where I'm at. I've never that. seen that. It seems a little B movie-ish to me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, uh, yeah, absolutely. Christopher Lee's such a great actor. To see him doing something like that is kind of disheartening. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, that's fair. All right. Good stuff, Julia. Uh, let us know, everybody else that's watching along, let us know your favorite uh, classic scary movie character pre-1970. This will be interesting. Christy says, the Invisible Man and the Creature from the Back Black Lagoon was Invisible Man that old? I, you know, I, I've never saw it. Hmm. Literally, there was a, there was a Kevin Bacon the Invisible movie, Man. The Invisible Man, I think. Yeah. It was fantastic. And you got... Y'all better leave me alone. Yeah, you you complain about me. Y'all better leave me alone. <laughs> this riff phone, I'm about ready to chuck it out the window. <laughs> All right. Now then, uh, we've got Julie Lake Cobb, hashtag seven, Pink Moon by Nick Drake. Drake was my old last name. No relation. Well, that's good to know. Hopefully, I, I'm more concerned that it's not related to the artist, Drake, Yeah. than, than your, your uh, maiden name. Just saying. Kylie says, I love 38 Special. Well, good. Yeah, they're I enjoy them. They're not, good stuff. I wouldn't say knocking that, them. Just yeah, saying. Yep, I just, agree. I wouldn't I wouldn't just spitting facts there, Kylie. <laughs> good stuff, Kylie. Good submission. Kim says, hashtag seven Mona Lisa by Grant Lee Phillips. Is that Mona Lisa? Mona oh boy. Lisa. Oh boy. She's Some been watching the love you. boat. I could tell that was on there. I could just tell. Uh Tara says the joke by Brandy Carlisle. Um have has she submitted that before or was that one that, i don't think um, so. i don't know i don't think i feel so. like we've done that one but i oh i think that was um abigail burbridge it might have sent that i think if that's the same song it might be is that the one where she's in the video and she, there's like glass and she's trying to get through it or something i can't remember but hey, it's definitely we're definitely putting it down tara i was thinking about you today i was listening to a sarah Bareilles song called gravity and we it, reacted to that too yeah good yeah good. it uh i think Tara would kill that song if she ever were oh, to perform yeah. it. Yeah, it's an amazing song. I request that you sing that sometime in your career. 
What are you doing? We got a disappearing host. I about fell over. <laughs> I raised my light to you tall and I couldn't read the comments. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this little light of mine. I'm going to raise it high. Can't read your comments at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of music careers. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. It went everywhere. Uh, we were on. David Klein yeah. says, thank you very much. Well, absolutely. Thank you for, yeah. for your submissions. Good music. Both David. of them. Uh, let's try to keep it to one per week, though. <laughs> uh, Stephen Furlong, how's it going, buddy? Been a minute since we've seen you here. Thanks for joining us. Are you us. related to Edward Furlong? The kid in. Uh, okay. Terminator? I'm like, Ed Furlong. No. Get it? No. Uh, <laughs> no. I was actually talking about an actor. Okay. Uh, Stephen says uh hashtag seven scattered black and whites by elbow oh interesting well that'll be new music never heard that uh david says hashtag seven what whoa 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 let's slow the roll david klein says hashtag seven went to the garden party by ricky nelson we've already done that so we need a couple more songs oh, i like how i had that muted yeah good job on the hashtag seven yeah. way to go david uh, what were you saying about it? We've already done this. Yeah, we well, we already did the other, but remember, I've said in the past, too, what what might be in number seven one week, comparatively, might be number one another week. Right. So, so are we going totally, to yeah. do it again? Oh, yeah. Okay, totally. we'll review it again. Kylie says, hashtag seven got a hold on me by Christy McVie. McVie? McVie? McVie. That's what I'm going with. Uh, Steven says, question for the show, how do you and Joshua handle the pressure of being so awesome? <laughs> Well, let's just uh, say that Joshua handles it a lot better than me. He's he's you know, way cooler at being awesome. It's just something you are. If you, <laughs> you can't got handle it, or you it don't. then you probably aren't it. Let's uh, let's see. We can. Yeah, there, hey, I, there hey, we go. Yeah, so being awesome is more of a, a state. If you're if you can't handle it, then you're not awesome. It's like Fonzie being cool. He just could not not be cool. Right. He just is. He is. So if you can't handle being awesome, then you're not awesome. Spitting right? facts over right? in the corner. Does that make sense to you guys out there? <laughs> oh, man. Right. Now my foot pedal won't work. All right. There we go. Uh, let's see here. Good stuff, Steven. Appreciate that one. That one was funny. Uh, Doug says, I heard you mention the Godfather living in America. Sex machine. Get up off of that thing. Oh. Uh. It's a man's world, cold sweat, funky good time. Papa's got a brand new bag. Jam, mother popcorn, for goodness sakes, look at those cakes. Mm -mm. I mean, does it get any better? Dude, the lyrics and funk music were... Get up off of that thing! Some of the stuff from like Brick House, She's the Only One, Built Like an Amazon. I dare you to Come try on. to sit still during a James Brown song. I dare you. <laughs> I mean, good lord. Well, it was just so funky. It, yeah, it absolutely. So funky. He was one of the first people, Doug, uh, that I watched live. And when I say live, I mean, obviously, I didn't get to go see him live, but live video footage of him it was the first time I saw a front man being a front man in a different sense of the word, not like flashy and uh, David Lee Roth style. I'm talking like a band leader, um, like one, two, three, four. Huh? And he'd like have these hand cues and stuff. And I mean, the band was just right on with every little thing, every little breath, every little footstep, everything. And I'm like, man, that is professionalism to the nth degree was James Brown. 
Good yep. stuff, man. Good stuff. Abigail Burbridge. Hey, how's it going, Abigail? Uh, hashtag seven drunk and I don't want to go home. Well, look at there. <laughs> Have we reacted to that one before, Josh? I don't think so, but I know you a don't lot think of people so. who share that sentiment. You don't think we've reacted to that? I don't think so. Hmm. I think the closest we got so to reacting I, to that was uh, when we had uh, Kimberly Dill and Jamin Jamin. <laughs> I think this is all going right over Josh's head, but we'll we'll carry on. Or, or are you making some sort of illusion that I'm unaware of? No. Well, that was what ranked number seven this week. Oh, was it? <laughs> Miranda Lambert and uh, Ellie King. That's what that song I thought it is. was just drunk. No, drunk. And and the parentheses, and I don't want to go home. Okay. So Are we'll see if it stacks up better next week. That's the perfect litmus okay, test. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see. Julia says, "Do you hate the mummy because of the yeti?" Stephen asked me to ask. Yes. <laughs> the yeti and the mummy. The, There's a yes, yeti it, and the mummy. Well, yeah. Seen? If you know, you know. If okay. you don't, I won't waste your time. Okay. Please uh, don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm see, not interested in it anymore. I'm yeah, not he's interested like, okay, in it anymore. Well, next. Yeah. Next. Uh, so Abigail says by Ellie King and Miranda Lambert. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Christy Pressler says Karloff is the best Dracula, hands down. Mm-hmm. Karloff is the best Dracula, according to did C Press. Car- did Karloff play Dracula? I know he played the Frankenstein monster. Mm, I don't know. Did he also direct or produce? I don't know. I'm not good on that stuff. Uh, Christy Presser says Invisible Man 1937. Yeah. Well, there's one in like 1997 that came out too. It was good. Uh, but I know which one you're talking about, and it was good. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, Claude Rains, I played the, I believe, played the Invisible Man. Okay. The original. Gotcha. Um, I know it's not a scary movie, but there was, um, if you listen to, uh, I'm going to date myself now. Well, not that I'm, or, there's, uh, not no. that I'm as old as everybody here necessarily, but, I grew up listening to tapes of old time radio stuff. And one of the tapes uh, was uh, sorry, wrong number. And they actually had a film about that. And to me, that was super crazy, super scary. Um, and uh, another one that was just like that was one called the hitchhiker. And um, to me, I thought that uh, anytime that you can do storytelling without visuals like that, you're automatically going to get more, uh, scary with things. It's just the nature of the beast. But nonetheless, it was good. It was good. Check it out if you haven't. I'll uh, I'll post it on our page. Actually, uh, oops. Uh, Deborah Klein says, "What's your favorite line from Young Frankenstein?" Well, I mean, come on, really? Is this where I go? It's alive! And then you're like, "Oh, do you know that's not Frankenstein?" I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> actually, it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. No, I think uh, my favorite line. I mean, everyone's gonna go with, "Wow, look at those knockers." But my, yeah. <laughs> actually, my favorite Are line they? is, "Werewolf, werewolf, what? <laughs> werewolf, werewolf." Oh man, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that scared me so much just hearing that. What the knockers line? <laughs> no, no, all of it. I'm like, how is this even a scary movie? It's not as young Frankenstein's. Oh, young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Oh, it is a classic send up of Mel there Brooks. Go. There you go. Yep. Nope. 
Kyle Meyer says, I'm not really into scary movies. Same here. Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's they're inescapable at some point. Um, I've seen Halloween. I've seen Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger, all the all the all the big ones. Uh, have I seen every one in every series? Nope. Do I care to? Nope. Uh, random question, Josh, where yeah. you at on haunted houses? Don't like them. Same. I, I, I'm Why not would one... I give you money to make me pee my right. pants? I, I don't uh-huh. like I don't like riding roller coasters. I don't like being scared is not a feeling I enjoy. True. And I am comfortable in saying that. Oh, I'm I'm a hundred percent the same. Always have been. Yep. But you know what the juxtaposition is for me on that? What I get such a thrill out of scaring the bejesus out of people. Well, oh my god! And then as soon as I do it, my the the first thought is <laughs> the second thought is, uh oh, now they're gonna get me. Yeah, dang it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, let's see here. Abigail says, I think I submitted that one. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, good stuff. Ah, crap. Went all over the place again. Tara says, thank you, and I will. Sarah B is awesome. Yeah. Abigail uh, says, uh, Tara, were you the one that uh, who played singing the story, the story one time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, if so, you would be good, so good at gravity. Yes. Dude, yeah, yeah. I tell you. Yeah, I just hear her voice all over that song. Oh, for sure, absolutely. No, uh, Abigail, if you haven't had a chance to hear Tara sing, she's fantastic. Um, truly, truly awesome. Caitlin says, "No, he's my husband." There you go. But Stephen Furlong, Ed Furlong, some okay. Furlong. I don't but know. Not really. Okay. Who's who? Who's on first? Uh, Caitlin says, "Does Psycho count? Psycho oh, absolutely yeah. counts. That's absolutely. scary. Those psychological. How about thrillers. the Blob? Anybody? No. Okay. Psychological thrillers to me are more scary than hands yeah. down. You know, there's. I don't be need to see scares. what's behind the door. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. build yeah. the anticipation. That's scary enough. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Don't need a payoff. Steven says, "No relationship to the actor, but if you're safe now, you're not for long." Nice. Are we waiting on a sound effect here? <laughs> <laughs> Just have that look on your face. Right. Yes. That I'm glad you noticed that. Uh, Tara says, yes. And thank you, Abigail. I love, I'd love. i love to sing Gravity. We might have to have Tara come over to the studio and uh, pop in and just start singing for us. Sound effect was way down on this. So. Was it? Yeah. It so was fine in my ears. Hit so. a sound effect. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I got a bad feeling about it. There that. it is. The feed was down, so. No Steven says, to... Joshua, I love that response, man. Power, <laughs> you're so awesome. Uh, Doug says, I can testify that Tara can sing uh, anything. Yeah, I agree. I think so, too. Uh, Tara says, oh, thanks, Doug. I want to I see. Uh, I know that Julia Le Cobb and, and Josh did uh, karaoke to Body B. I would like yeah. to hear Tara do that just because uh, yeah. it'd be interesting. Doug says Lon Chaney was a brilliant horror actor. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christy says, yes, the original Dracula before Frankenstein. Also, Dracula's assistant was played by Dr. Frankenstein's assistant. Well, the more you know. Uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss wrote a song about Lon Chaney called Man of a Thousand Faces. That's, That's correct. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff, too. Doug is our one of our resident Kiss fans. He'll get all the love over here on this channel. He might I'd get buried over on the Unsung channel. But... Probably be a general in the Kiss Army. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Lisa says, hey, guys, sorry we're late. Had to have a serious get-your-shit-together conversation with our kid. Oh, boy. Uh-oh, where'd it go? I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> so, yeah, get your stuff together, kid. Um, yeah, well, glad you're here with us, Lisa. You had an uh, awesome question for us that we're going to get to here pretty quick. So, yeah. Uh, Jonna says, classic Petra interview. Well, yes. What do you know we, about yeah, that? Yeah, I'm gonna get in touch with you this week. I we're trying to figure out where we're gonna how we're gonna do that, uh, and I had to come up with some things because we're wanting to fit it into kind of like what we do on our show. Uh, so I've yeah. been thinking about like the logistics, some thing. songs in reverse that maybe they can play if they would be able to play some games on there, and you know, yeah. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna make something happen. Yeah, we are. So we are. Um, yeah. Reach out to Josh, reach oh, out to yeah. me, reach out to whomever. Um, but yeah, we want to make something happen for oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I've talked with your dad before and hung out with him and and uh Louie, and I want to get together with the rest of the guys because that's gonna be a once in a lifetime type thing for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I just want to see Josh fanboy. Oh dude. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. We may have to invite some other people in here who will fanboy. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. For Paul it. Carson I'm for it. Or Dan Fritz and <laughs> Right. I'm for it. If you've ever seen Dan Fritz Starstruck. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, see. no, I'm 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 last here for time it. Greg was in town. <laughs> he came over to to the house and uh yeah. There you go. Uh Deborah says the wolf, their castle. Their wolf. Their castle. Oh, their wolf, their castle. Yeah, their yeah. wolf, their wolf. Yes, their castle. Their castle. Uh what's your favorite kind of cereal? I don't eat cereal. I'm more of a protein man. I'm sorry. What do you mean by protein man? <laughs> oh, you know, I like a good sausage in the mouth in the morning. <laughs> oh, really? I, I actually have you pegged for somebody that doesn't even eat breakfast. Some, most of the times, but yeah. yeah. Shame on you, Josh. Shame yeah. on you. Um... <laughs> well, my favorite kind of cereal changes. I am the quintessential six-year-old when it comes to cereal. I have not grown up to the protein or the rate, <laughs> the raisin brands or the anything. Josh, I'm sorry. Oh, lost I, lost, I lost the green one. You lost the green one? Um, another one. Uh, yeah, get right on that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the, the more sugary, diabetic-inducing crap, the more I'm on board with it. Uh, some of my go-tos are like Rice Krispies with marshmallows, uh, s'mores. Uh, I do like um, honey, honey and almond toasted flakes or whatever yeah. they are. Uh, those are good. But yeah, whatever your kid likes, I would probably love. That's the answer. <laughs> Jonas says, uh, topic request. Uh -oh. That's the Petra interview. Oh, That's gotcha, gotcha, request. gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, absolutely, Jean. Mm, David with a good one. Betty Davis, Shuttered Room. Man, she's got Betty Davis eyes. Never, never seen. I haven't seen a whole lot of Betty Davis movies. I mean, to be honest, same, but she was a phenomenal actress. I really she liked was. her a lot. Um, yeah, really good stuff. Deborah says, I want to go to the corn maze. No haunted houses. You know what's funny? I saw a video on uh, Facebook this week, and it was not a corn maze, but a cornfield, and, and there was a farmer using a combine to, to harvest it all. And there were six black bears inside of the, inside of the corn. And so like, as the, 
as the um oh words combine is going forward you see like just bears like continually just coming out of this little strip of corn it's like where the heck were they uh growing up on a farm i gotta say i never had to worry about bears in the corn but apparently some people do mm -hmm. that was pretty uh haunting that's, that's my haunting corn maze story for the week you're welcome Julia says, I like the old movies because they were more about suspense instead of just gore. Uh, great, yet very scary stories to tell. Here's my point on that. I will agree with that, but I'll also add, they didn't rely on the jump scares. God, I'm so over that. Yeah. Oh, what is up with that? Like intense music, intense music, quiet. You know it's coming. Mm -hmm. No thanks. <laughs> there is a really good... Uh... I want a little docu thing on Netflix called uh, Hollywood Clichés. Okay. Uh, and Rob Lowe is like the host of it. And it's like all of the cliches that you, that you see in Hollywood movies. And one of them is like the baguette poking out of the bag of groceries. <laughs> and, and it shows like scenes from movies that everyone's carrying a bag of groceries, a paper bag of groceries. It's got a baguette. Wow. And they talk about jump scares and that, but it's really interesting. It's about an hour long. Oh, there you go. Oh. Is there any? I mean, did you learn why that's a go-to? I don't know. Yeah. See, <laughs> I don't so know. There's just that something. So stop doing it. Yeah. Stephanie says uh, I've worked at a haunted house, but can't walk through one. Oh, that's interesting. Did you work at a uh, hotel of terror, or where did you work, and for how long? How? When? Why? <laughs> yeah. I I actually. That would be fun. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I, I'm I like mean, I, would I would be exactly be like her. Performance side of it. Yes. You know, I, if I hadn't gone into like music or something, I would have definitely considered going into like horror makeup. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that sort of stuff. Oh, very cool. I would take like the um, Play Doh, not mm -hmm. Play Doh, but the rubbery stuff, the I guess silly putty. Silly putty. And I would make fake noses and stuff like that. And yeah. When I was like in elementary school, like, yeah, Play Doh. <laughs> silly putty works best. It's more skin colored. True. True. Did you ever do the newspaper transfer? With yes, silly putty? Yeah, of course. That's like, as soon to. as you crack it, that's the first thing yeah, you got to do. Yeah, when you get silly putty, you have to do Right. Now, now I feel bad for anybody that buys silly putty because they're like, hey, do we even have newspapers anymore? Yeah, it doesn't work the same <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> oh, man. Here, let good me stuff. copy this link. <laughs> Never Client says, I'd rather see a good ghost story like. The others or the frighteners? Oh, the frighteners was the a fun frighteners movie. Was an amazing movie. Yeah, did not get the respect. Oh, I totally agree. Um, it should have been way more mainstream. And looking back, it's more. I don't even want to say B. It's it's almost more culty. Uh, as far as like, if you saw it, you're like, oh, I'm a big fan. But if you had to introduce somebody, you'd be like, eh. And I'm like, no, this is a, is an awesome movie. Yeah, really yeah. good stuff. Uh, Abigail says, uh, Coraline is about as scary as I'll watch. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, I, I will say Coraline wasn't necessarily one of my favorites uh, of, of his, but it was all right. Jonah says, I'm headed to Nashville now to see them. Well, find out when's best for them all to get together, and we can try to work our schedule around it. I might even make Joshua give you a, a jangle after this episode if you're going to be around. If you're just driving, let us know. Julia says, Prist <laughs> I'm going to start calling her that. Pristy Kressler. Christy Kressler <laughs> is right. The actor Dwight Fry played both assistants and Alice Cooper wrote a song about him. Sure enough. It's called Friday. <laughs> uh, did he write it on a Thursday? 
I guess. I Caitlin Logan says the old Oreos with cream marshmallows, 100%. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, I would rather just eat Oreos than Oreo cereal. I will say on that one. Um, speaking of which, actually, let's not let's not go from there just yet. Uh, what's funny is I had a conversation this week about Pop Tarts. Everybody thinks that I'm all about the Pop Tarts. Well, let me tell you, I'm not. Uh, full disclosure: This was something from a, well over a year ago that stemmed from Deb Shelton, uh, Shane Jennings, and somebody else. And I was uh, on that. Yeah, yeah, there there was like it was, and this was like the all day twenty six hour thread. And uh, so it just became a thing. But what's funny is I'm way more passionate about Oreos or Doritos, or I could even get on board with cereals. Um, this this pop tart thing is just taking Doritos. life of its own, though. And okay. chips in general. What is the deal with the fire stuff? Why has everything got to be flaming hot nowadays? Because everything else is boring. But it's 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 so formulaic of any corporation. Oh, that works. Let's do that. No, I want to do that. No, he wants to do that. And then before you know it, everybody's doing it. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll be back Kinda to like nacho grunge. cheese before long. Kind of like grunge. <laughs> yeah, we're just going through a hootie phase. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You get one Nirvana, then you have to have 10,000 maniacs. Once you pop, one don't stop. Oh, my God. Paul, what are we doing? <laughs> Julia says, tis a season. One of my favorite kind of cereal is all the monster cereals. Uh, fruit Brute, but if I can find it, usually Frankenberry, Booberry, and Count Chocula in that order. There was a mum there was a, a mummy one that's not around anymore. It's mm -hmm. uh booberry now, I think is what it's called. But no, yeah. blueberry was always around. When was I it? when I was a kid, they used to have Count Chocula all the time, mm -hmm. Frankenberry all the time, and Booberry all, yeah. all the time. And then I don't know what happened. They just they became seasonal. I'll be down. There you there you go. Uh Caitlin says, I also agree with Julie Le Cobb. Yeah. Yeah, they're good cereals. I actually haven't had any in a long time of those. Uh, we love sugary cereal over here, too. Well, good stuff. I mean, that's how we got to get our energy, right, kids? Mm -hmm. All right. Kim says, I would like to know how you all feel about shopping local slash what's everyone's favorite local businesses. All right. Josh, you're up first. I say if you can't hang with the big boys, you don't need to be in business. <laughs> what? No, shop local. Especially if you're, like, going to buy records. There's some pretty cool records. We've got, we, I mean, honestly, between you and I alone, we've gotten some pretty damn cool stuff we have. by shopping local. Yeah. Yeah. And and here's on that something um, that you're going to get more from somebody local than a big box store, for example. Service. Yeah. Um, Jody Cottingham, owner of uh, Rewind Records, is going to know what my musical tastes are now and going to know what Josh is. So when he's outsourcing things, he's going to be like, Oh, let me pull this for Josh. Let me pull Absolutely. this for Jared. If you go into, I don't know, if, if Best Buy sold records, they, they won't care. They'll just carry Back in Black and Pink Floyd behind, the, you know, yeah. uh, beyond about whatever the moon thing was. Um, maybe in Nirvana, whatever the moon never thing mind. Was. <laughs> you mean that dark side, dark of, the side of the moon? Yes, good you lord. Know, my my brain is fried. From I Pink tell you. Floyd, it's uh, fried. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, service is what you're going to get a lot more of by shopping local. And, uh, it's and, about building relationships. And with Jody, he might invite you out to the house to see the stuff he hasn't even put out yet. Oh, and let me tell you, Josh and I will speak firsthand on that. It is a treasure trove it to really go. Is. And it is constant. It's so cyclical. It's, we could have done that last week and we could go today and it'll be like half of everything is totally different, totally yep. new. 
it's nuts, well, especially now that he's got two stores. The Petra album that I got from him, he probably would have, he probably would have even put it out in his store, but it was at his house. Right. And it's like, dude, because he, I wish, I, mean, I wish we were who, live streaming yeah. when you found that. It was, dude. I mean, it was, we were, we were chatting, we were talking. Jody and I were over on the other side of the room, had a conversation, and out of the back, we hear, oh my gosh. And we're like, what? And then it's, it's Josh yeah. with like a mint condition Petra album. Yeah. And I was like, from 1975. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was mid 70s, I think. Yeah. I think. yeah. But yeah. just, I mean, who would expect to find that right. in somebody's house in Marshfield, Missouri? Yeah. Well, if you went to Rewind Records, you'd know what to expect. And he but, may, yeah, he may not know. He would not never have guessed the value of that album to someone like me. So he probably sure. wouldn't have put it out. He sure. wouldn't have seen. He wouldn't have seen really the value of it. He would have been like me in that situation. Right. I would have been like Petra. Never heard of him. Don't know right. him. Not that they're not great. I just just didn't grow up with it. So right. I don't know it. Uh, and it's that's the way with any music. Yeah. yeah. And you you may find an album out at his place that is like ninety percent of the population wouldn't even care for, but you might. It may have that little touchstone to you, and you have the opportunity to grab that album that I got meant more than anything to me. So. I'm looking. Um, that that made me think of. I can't even spell. I'm trying to talk. Uh, <laughs> what's up? That's interesting. <laughs> we couldn't. Find- Tara, Dan, you also got a podcast page over there. What's uh? What's <laughs> oh happening? Oh my gosh. I went to look at your Facebook page and it says it doesn't exist. Did I? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I got. Huh. Interesting. Maybe your phone is stupid. Oh, it, well, it, it's the work phone, so it is stupid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it loaded up finally. Okay. Freaky. Uh, Maybe the Rift just doesn't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> it well, it's probably want- because of their general manager. <laughs> Your page is fired. All right. So uh, speaking of not knowing what's right in front of your nose. Right. Shout out to the Unsung Dreamers. Um, I'm going to put that back up here in a second. But shout out to the Unsung Dreamers right here at the Riff last week at the Papa Green Shoe Show. I didn't even know this. Uh, Unsung Dreamers posted something. It says it was an absolute thrill to meet Vicky Self Thursday night at Papa Green Shoe Show. We totally fanned out big time. Even brought our vinyl for her to sign. I had no idea who she was. But it's so cool to see uh, what they posted. And uh, just, I mean, it's a picture of her sitting at a Papa Green Shoe show, signing a vinyl record. Just so cool. You never know who who you're around. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really cool because if you, if you, going back to what we're talking about, shop local, you'll learn a lot about stuff too. Um, that's one thing I really love about uh, working with Jody is he gets something he doesn't know what it is. He's not going to be like, eh, I don't know what it is. Next. He's going to stop and look it up and, and research it enough yeah. to know at least what it is and who it might be valuable to. And uh, really good stuff. Really good stuff. So, And he's not paying us to say any of this. No. no we just, this is testimonials from the heart. Yeah, truly. Dude I mean, awesome. we've got we've got records on the walls. Josh has got records over there. Speaking of which, we've got uh, records down there, I think. That's one. Brian Bettencourt's. Brian Bettencourt. And I think we have one from, for Kim Grimmery in there too. Marshall Tucker, I believe. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So come get your stuff, yo. Yeah. But that's um, the difference between shopping locally and going to Walmart. Yeah. The manager of Walmart's not going to invite you to his house to get a 12-pack of toilet paper. Right. Yeah. But Jody probably would. 
<laughs> if you go out to his house looking through some albums and said, I need some toilet paper, he'd probably send you home with a couple rolls. Right. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, thinking that that was a joke, but it's probably true. Well, it's like I could keep going, but I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to rewind. Uh, so, okay. So minus rewind records. What are some uh -huh. other places that you like to shop uh, local or, or things that you like to do that are local? What are some things? I like? Well, I like the clubs that are local. Uh, of course, they're all clubs are local. Uh, yeah, we don't have any franchise. No, clubs. we don't do. Is that a thing? Uh, I, I wonder, think. Well, I mean, be. Hooters stuff yeah. like that, but I don't yeah. really consider that a bar. Uh, um, I mean, there's some. I think like uh, the Hard Rock, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I, I personally, I like to go to the local music stores rather than. I mean, Guitar Center is so quick and easy, but when I can, I shop the local music stores. As, right uh, for equipment and stuff what are you laughing at it's the difference between going on a date and a quick hookup that's right <laughs> you want to get to know you or you want to wham bam thank you man. that's right it's tinder it what versus, it is. versus going asking a chick out yes yes all right or grinder right grinder. well yeah sure sure um no so some of my favorites um you know, I was actually talking with Kim recently about uh, local stuff. And uh, for me, it's not I don't do a lot of shopping. I don't do a lot of anything. Um, I feel like I've got a lot of crap. I don't need more. But when I do, uh, it's usually like restaurants and stuff. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites that she even reminded me of is Caesar's Old Mexico. Mm -hmm. Really, really good, authentic Mexican food. Um, so if, you, if you're like, oh, yeah, but Mexican Villa, man, get the heck out of here. <laughs> Trust me. Try try Caesars. You're gonna know what real Mexican food is. Uh, it's good stuff and ran by good people. Uh, there's there's so much good local business. Yeah. Uh, Farmers Market is another great one. Mm -hmm. uh, so many times I catch myself like at the grocery store in the produce section. I'm like, God, I would get so much better stuff if I would just go to the farmers market. Yeah. So do it. It's good yeah. stuff. Good question, Kim. What about you? What about yourself? Where do you like to go? That's local. I know that you're always uh. You're you're on the beat with that kind of stuff, and some people just really are. London Calling is another one. We had yeah. Neil here on the show from London Calling, and it's it's just cool to see the story of somebody's idea, no different from us with this show, um, and watch it grow into something bigger than they could have ever imagined. It's really cool. Deborah Klein says we had bears and panthers in the country. Good lord, girl, what'd you do? Grow up in Rio de Janeiro or what? It's crazy. Uh, Terry says, do they make cereal without crunch berries? Hmm. So you want just like the, the little yellow hay bale looking squares from Captain Crunch? What is wrong with you, Terry Jones? <laughs> Caitlin says, totally. Mike McCorders here says the original Salem's Lot with the kid vampires floating and scratching on the windows freaked me out when I was a kid. I could, I've never seen it or heard of it, but it sounds freaky. David says, I like all the Friday the 13th movies for sure. Yeah, they're good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, my gosh. Deborah Klein says, yes, scared me too. Stephanie says, it was Haunted Hollow Nightmare, a private haunted house for a charity. Michael, Jeff, and I worked there a few years ago since I had to, since I had to close. Interesting. Very cool. So uh, did you guys have a lot of people come through on the, on the uh, haunted house there? Did you get to scare the crap out of a lot of people? Hope so. Let's see here. Lisa says, I like Julia's comment about suspense over gore. I hate, oh my gosh, I can't read the sentence. <laughs> I hate the Sweeney Todd movie because it was all about how gross they could make it and how much blood they could use. 
The beauty of the onstage show was a focus on the incredible music and the scary insinuations, not how gory it could be. Oh, Lisa, that's a take. <laughs> my favorite musical is Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Oh, my God. The movie was fantastic. I do get what you're saying, but being such a fan, the music is what did it for me, too, not right. not the gore of the movie. And I don't know if you've ever seen like any type of stage production of that. Oh, yeah. No, okay. absolutely. Yeah. So the way um, that they, they illustrate the blood from, like, clips i've seen is much more artistic like with ribbons rather than yeah. blood and yeah. so i get what she's saying the the artistic aspect of it without having to result to blood spewing out on stage no i get, I get that, that but let's not forget what the heck he was doing when he cut somebody so you really think ribbon's gonna come out i, I don't recommend trying it but i'm just saying no <laughs> A little bit of realism goes a long ways. Now, I, that being said, it's very, um, very much like Tim Burton to do over the over the top and like super bright red and just it's it's his style. Mm -hmm. uh, so I get what you're saying, but I really liked it, to be honest. And the soundtrack is amazing. Um, all right. Christy Pressler says, and guess who directed Frighteners? He has the Pierce Biker guy in the movie uh, or he was the Pierce Biker guy in the movie. You know who directed it? Peter Jackson. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who always makes a cameo in his mm -hmm. movies. Um, Jonna says, yes, please. Yeah. Duly noted. Deborah says, Cool Ranch Doritos are my favorite. Mine, too. Those are my absolute go-to. Um, I'll try all the, the weird flavors and stuff, but I always come back to Cool Ranch Doritos. And in fact, like whenever I make queso, uh, queso dip or cheese dip or anything, I don't get regular tortillas. I get Cool Ranch Doritos. All the flavor. Uh, Julie says, Fruity Mummy Yummy. That's <laughs> what replaced Fruit Brute because it didn't sell as well. Gotcha. There you go. I wondered. Um, are you guys dressing up for Halloween? Well, we got a gig uh, Halloween weekend, and we are going. The theme is uh, Caddyshack. So, oh, really? Yeah, so I think we're going to be all Carl. <laughs> that's amazing yeah that's awesome at least one of us will be carl right yeah. that's great um yeah i i will definitely be dressing up i don't know what as yet um nothing's hit me for inspiration yet but i haven't made it to the halloween stores or anything yet the last so. time i dressed up for halloween i went as kevin smith really yeah I'll have to send that picture to you. When was your Boats and Hose show? Wasn't that around uh, Halloween? Well, that was for uh her or was that just a Tuesday? Party. That was her birthday party. Well, <laughs> it was a Tuesday. <laughs> we hang out at the docks when we're right, not yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Caitlin says, black box coffee. I know scandal here, but still. I, I, that doesn't, what is, what is that? I don't know. Uh-oh. You'll have to fill us in. Julia Lee Cobb says, in Springfield. Oh, probably local. There, there's a coffee shop called black box coffee. That's a local oh, coffee shop. Well, what's the scandal? Do tell. Because we are at Classic Rock. Oh, That's the scandal. Hey, you're allowed to like other stuff. That's right. I still yeah. like Starbucks a lot. Uh, I just don't go there as much. Don't say that. I will say that. Don't I say have that. no shame. Now, are there other locals that I like? Yeah, sure. But I'm I'm still a... You know what I am. I like my pumpkin spice. <laughs> I did have a smashing pumpkin here at Classic Rock Coffee this past week, and it was pretty dang good. Loved it. Uh, Julie says in Springfield, love London calling pasties. And Branson, I love waxies. Yes, 
I love, love Waxy's food, uh, especially their scotch eggs. Uh, Ooh, they have scotch eggs. Oh, my God. They're so good. I wish I had one at uh, the gastro pub. Hang on. Not too Kim, we're about to talk about eggs. You ready for this? Go ahead. I had a scotch <laughs> egg at the gastro pub. Oh, yeah, yeah. There? Oh, yeah. I've had theirs, too. Their food is really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And yeah, that scotch egg was really nice. Yeah, that's another local. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan. And they're they, I I had some uh I think it was their bangers and mash that I had too. It was really good. Not surprising. <laughs> Here in KC, I love black box coffee. There you go. Uh Julie says, and I do love classic rock coffee, not trying to suck up. I really do. Peanut butter protein shake for the win. You know what's funny? Okay, I'm getting ready to laugh. <laughs> I've never had their protein. <laughs> Only their coffee. Because I got enough protein. All right. Doug Fuller says, okay. I grew up digging Gary Newman. Can't find his albums anywhere, but his stuff is available on YouTube. Yes, but I bet you his YouTube stuff doesn't sound as good as if it was on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Just saying. But Gary Newman, good stuff. Check with uh, Mr. Cottingham. Jody. Jody guy. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. You're jumping around again. I know. There we go. Uh, we should come get our Muppets vinyl. We can't wait to listen to that amazing album. I sense so much sarcasm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Speed it up. And it's, uh, babies. I'm telling you, man. Speed I want to play it. Chipmunks. Before you leave, yeah. I want to play it. <laughs> uh, Doug says, many times I've driven from Joplin to Springfield to get uh, to go Fort number five there in Springfield, where I buy a lot of my military collectibles. I do not know if they are still open. However, it was a great store at one time. I'm not sure, Doug, if that's the same place. I'm assuming probably not. But there was another place on West Sunshine. Um, I can't remember if that was Ryan's Collectibles or something like that. There's some military place on on West Sunshine. It was really cool. I've been in there once. Um, yeah. Kim says, I love... What? Pat- pagination? Is that right? Paganation? Paganation, bookshop, uh, Battlefield Pharmacy, and our family loves London Calling Pasty Company as well. Yeah, good stuff. I'm not a really a book person, to be honest, uh, as you could reading so as you could tell. Uh, yeah, Dever says, no, you were talking about bears and the corn, <laughs> but I did live in rural, live rural for 15 years, so critters are not uncommon. Yeah, totally get that. But uh, bears are not critters. <laughs> and monsters. Stephanie says, yes, we had a whole lot of people. Great reviews. Scared the crap out of a lot of people. Made made a few pee themselves or cry uh, or a safe word and have to be walked out. It was a lot of fun. I've never heard of them having a safe word, but I'm ungodly interested to hear what the safe word was. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> uh, let's see. Your mama pulls here. Favorite hey, local Mom. business in Sto- is Stobby's? Stobies? Stobies, yeah. It was a restaurant. And not just because Joshua worked there. Oh, do tell yeah. what what kind, it was a restaurant. It was a restaurant, like a mom and pa stock kind no, of. No, no, it, it 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 was like a local kind of chain. They had one in Conway and they had one in Russellville, but it was a started out a kind of a sandwich shop and then had a grill and they did breakfasts and stuff. I normally worked bref, breakfast shifts and stuff like that. So. But but you clearly didn't eat breakfast. You just made it. I I made it. Yeah, because you're I, not much of a breakfast guy. Got it. I'm a protein guy. <laughs> Give me some eggs and sausage. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, so that it's a great, great restaurant. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll check it out next time I'm down there. Um, speaking of which, Marsha, how's the uh, how's the packing and moving coming along? 
What? 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 They're moving? What? 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 No. Christy says, no. Josh knows that I'm dressing up. What I'm dressing up as. What you dressing up as, Josh? Let's put him on the spot. Oh, my gosh. This is the best. Oh, my gosh. We talked about that the other night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have to tell you later. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was running through our conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, well, I could tell it now. We were talking about, uh, her dressing up as me and me dressing up as her. <laughs> so, that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Since we're about the same height. Right, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Who needs a who needs a tailor? Yeah, I just have to put on heels to get to the top. Oh my god, I'm so here I for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's what's been your favorite Halloween costume, Josh? You've ever done? <sighs> my favorite Halloween costume I've ever done. Hello, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, I never really dressed up that much for Halloween. I think it probably was the Kevin Smith one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I looked a, a lot like him. There you go. Uh, yeah. Let's see here if I can. What is all this? I don't know. Are you, are you... I just want. Are you one... shopping online here? Oh, oh, right. Sure. Why not? I just want one little window open. What are you looking for? Well, keep in mind what, what you and I are seeing there. Don't okay. See yeah. Yet. Uh, I'm looking for my favorite Halloween costume. Okay. <clears throat> it's pretty topical since it's already been discussed. Okay. Might take me a minute, so we'll we'll move on. Okay, let's move on. Um, and then you, can, you can come back to it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay, so coming back over here, Abigail <laughs> says, here in Columbia, I love Skylark, Yellow Dog, and Peace Nook bookshops. I've been to Peace Nook. Uh, and Lakota for tea and smoothies. Yeah. Uh, Columbia. I, have you been to Columbia at all? Yeah. I love their downtown. Just down never to shop. Gotcha. Or, no. Um, when I lived in northern Missouri, that was like the equivalence of living in Rogersville and coming to Springfield to the uh -huh. mall and stuff. Uh, and so we would do that. And uh, we would go out to the clubs and all this kind of stuff, to the bars, watch bands, um, drag shows, all kinds of stuff. And during the day, we would go downtown, and it is a hop and fun town. It is really, really fun. Um, yeah, good stuff. Lots of lots of good local businesses there in Columbia. Jody Guy Cotton Gimp from Lee Ryan Records here. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Uh, agreed. There you go. There you go. Um, hey, Jody, uh, you want me to do the little? I thought I got a message from you. You want me to do the little thing? Because I'm I'm ready for you if you're ready to do the little thing. Uh, Mike McCorder says, "Look up Gary Newman and Nine Inch Nails doing Cars Life. It's killer." Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Uh, hey, have you got me a green replacement yet? I do. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. Um, I tell you what. Let's um, hit the pause for the cause. Take a quick commercial break. I'm going to pull up my favorite Halloween costume. We're going to continue on with your comments. And this awesome conversation. It's good stuff, good time, so stick around.
So trying to break into this scene was impossible. Uh, Renee and I. So interesting to me because it was uh, not that way for me. Oh my god. I couldn't get a, uh, I couldn't get an audition. Do you think a lot of that has to do with where we're at physically, like not being St. Louis or not being Chicago or that kind of thing? Like when you were traveling to those places, weren't you in kind of some bigger hubs? You know what? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, yes, I am not college educated and is a burr in my side. That totally creates unity because someone will come up that's a younger musician or whatever, et cetera. And, and there will be a connecting point there. And then what will happen? Hey, when's your next show? I want to come out and see the show. Um, yeah, so you do know me too well. And this is against me in this in this uh, deal because you're hitting all the pain points. If you do it the right way, you know, you leave a little bit of change. I have just one question. Have you thought about being a guest on the show? We are currently seeking clevers of all kinds to join in on our fun. If you're interested in being a guest, or if you just have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can message us on Facebook. Email us at the audio roast podcast at gmail.com. You can also submit any topics you'd like to hear discussed. Oh, wrong button. There we go. Uh, so I found my Halloween pictures. I'm uploading them as we speak. Josh is downstairs. Uh, Jody, curious why you've got the mad face, bruh. What up with that? Uh, let's see here. Let me finish this, and then I'm going to send Jody the thing to do the thing. So hopefully he's prepared for the thing so that we could do it. Uh, three more pictures to upload. That one. I think this has been my favorite Halloween, uh, the one I'm going to show you, because it's the one that we put the most work into. And that's always the way it is. Uh, I found the same with playing music. The, the projects that I put the most into, I've gotten the most out of. Uh, and that's the same with anybody for anything, I would imagine. So, uh, don't be half-assing anything. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Let's uh, get uh, this over here for Jody. That's always helpful when you're doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, especially live. Mm -hmm. People love watching me struggle. Um, all right, so before we carry on, now that Josh is back, Josh has got uh, a sweet treat for us here to try live here oh, on the yeah. show. Uh, so, Josh, I'm going to switch this over to you. And uh, okay, you, you tell the folks what we got ourselves into here. So... Found these. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're Brock's candy corn, but they're seasonal. Oh boy. And I don't know if this is just kind of something they did on a dare, but it's their Thanksgiving flavor. Because <laughs> it's getting they? close to the season. And we have 
Green bean flavored. See, Brock's candy corn. Right oh, my there. God. That? Green bean flavored candy yeah. corn. Green You've beans, got to be joking. Roasted man. turkey, cranberry sauce, stuffing, apple pie, and coffee. Oh, there's a coffee one. There's a coffee one. I think oh, it's a little, be probably little a small one. Black one there. Yeah. Or, well, it's um, brown is all brown. good out, but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what shall we try first? Green uh, bean. Well, okay. So, I'm sorry. Say say them again. Green bean. Uh, cranberry sauce, stuffing, roast turkey, and apple pie and coffee. Okay, so we got to do coffee last. Okay, so the green is probably the green bean. Yep. We've got to do... Oh, let me let me split this up here. Uh, so coffee last. Okay. We've got to do the apple pie second to last. Right. I'm you not real sure which one the apple pie is. I'm assuming it might be this one. I'm not sure. They all smell the same. They all smell the same. I tried to... Which one do you think? Is it on the back of the bag? It isn't. Oh, it doesn't gosh. say what it is on the back of the bag. See, I'm thinking either apple pie. How are we pie. supposed to know which one is apple pie and which one is uh, well, I'm, stuffing? I'm, I would I, say this is stuffing and this is apple pie. Maybe, or this could, well, maybe this is the roast turkey, the dark and the. I think that's the roast you turkey. You think that's the roast turkey? Okay. Probably so. I, I just heard okay. uh, our, our person join us. This has obviously got to be cranberry sauce yeah. and green beans yeah. and peas or something. Green bean. Green bean. Okay, I'm. I'm a. Yeah, let's say that that's green bean, roast turkey. Okay. Stuffing. I can't believe we're gonna have cranberry. <laughs> can't believe this is candy. Apple pie, and coffee. Wow. Uh, what do you think? Green bean. <sighs> no, I gotta ease into things. Let's try the cranberry because at okay. least it's fruit flavored. Okay. Um, so we stand a chance here with with something. Um okay, so um let's uh let's go ahead and try this and then we'll bring on our special guest. So here we go with the cranberry. Cranberry relish, is that what it is? Cranberry dressing. Dressing. <laughs> it's like wax to me. Yeah. I, I can't say that's very cranberry-ish. Corn. Better know how much I love you, Josh. I hate candy corn. It's the trashiest trash there is. Well, I can't make it easy on you. Right. I'd rather have a brown sugar cinnamon pop tart. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I mean, horrible. I got a little itty bitty bit of cranberry ish. It's kind of fruity. It, it tastes like fake cranberry. It does. Um, I taste wax more than I taste fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Green bean. Green bean. If this doesn't get us all the views, I don't know what will. No. No. If I was blindfolded and you were giving me these, I wouldn't be able to name anything so far. Nope. It literally just tastes like waxy something. Sweet wax. Yeah. That was that was my stage name back in the day. <laughs> Mine too. Oh. You're the one I took it from. All I right, did. so are we on to the main course yet? Is it what this is? I think so. This is what, roast beef? No, turkey. Turkey. Thanksgiving, okay. dude. Come oh, on. You know. Do you have roast? That's coffee. What? No, wait a second. That's coffee. That's coffee. That's actually, I can taste that one. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, No, especially on the back end, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Comes up on the palate a little uh, bit. Big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm tasting a whole lot less wax and a lot more coffee. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I'm not scared of that one. Okay. Um, I really wish this was more like uh, Willy Wonka, where it was like, bam, right in your yeah. face. And it's like, oh, that tastes just like it. And this is like, no, it doesn't. All right. We're on whatever this might be. Stuffing, I would imagine. Yep. Oh. Mm-mm. That was terrible. <laughs> Mm-mm. Josh, how could you? That's got a very uh, sage flavor to it. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Ugh. All right. Please, dear God, be apple pie. Nope, that's, that's stuffing. turkey. That's stuffing. It might be turkey. I think it's turkey. It's yep. hard for me because I put gravy on everything at Thanksgiving. So that one tastes like Thanksgiving. Yeah. But I don't like it in a candy corn. <laughs> nope. I, not great. Yeah, I think that might be stuffing. Because I taste uh, like the stuffing seasonings in that. But it is kind of like rosemary or something. Why is there rosemary flavored freaking candy corn? I don't know either. All right, so now we're on to the small brown one. Smell like wax? Yeah. All right. Ugh. Maybe that's the stuffing. It's, it's a lot like the last one, except for way more of a faint taste. Yeah. Flavor. I don't know, man. There. Ugh. Maybe that's gravy. <laughs> Candy corn gravy. Mm. Yay. Yeah. All right. Enough of that nonsense. Yeah, that's, yeah. That was... Ugh. Next time you bring something to eat, make it good. Okay. Give us some sausage and eggs. Well, there's no comedy in that. Well, I, I, I mean, maybe not. All right. Now then, got all that funness out of the way. Let's go ahead and bring on, you know, I'm from Rewind Records and Papa Green Shoes. Let's welcome to the show our dear friend and special guest, Mr. Jody Guy Cottongam with a special something for you. Well, hey, hello, hello. 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 How's it going, guys that now? It was good. You guys went and good. started eating wax, so I just went and got dinner. I love it. <laughs> You're on it. Sweet wax. Me, Jody, that might be a, time, sweet wax time, might be a new branch. Yeah. <laughs> next time, <laughs> I'm just going to start eating this. Sweet wax. Oh, yeah. yeah. Platters. Those are what you yeah. call. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sweet Jody, how's your record. Sunday going? Sunday is good. Sunday is good. Um, super busy weekend. Yeah, it's been, uh, you, you've been twice whirlwind, huh? Yeah, we did. And uh, just kind of got out of it today. So I'm hanging out in the record room at the house and watching the audio roast. And nice. thanks for inviting me up. Thanks for inviting me up. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We always enjoy having you. Uh, pop in on occasion, and um, I hear that you might have a little something-something for some people. Uh, Jared, tell me what it is again. <laughs> We're doing a giveaway. <laughs> so I asked a question earlier about Chet Atkins, right? Okay. Give me one second. All right. <laughs> we'll give you all the time you need. Looks like your uh, video might be frozen, so that's always interesting, too. Uh, let's see if I can ready for this. Maybe. 
Oh God, I almost hit the wrong button. What's happening? I don't know. It's it's frozen on your end. It looks like I can see us moving. That's probably a good thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so pretend it's radio and describe what we might be seeing. Maybe the folks at home can see. Oh, there we go. Up, oh, I see some records. You see this box of records? Yep. Every one of those is a Chet Atkins album. Are you serious? Holy cow. There's like 45 of them. What we did early was start collecting Chet Atkins albums because it seems like he's like this guitar player fella that all the guitar player fellas just love. Next thing you know, we've got a giant box of them. So what I want to do is I want to give away five Chet Atkins albums. You want to. You're giving away five of them? I'm That's break, what he you're said. breaking up on this end, too. Oh, boy. This this will make it entertaining. Um, <laughs> all right, Sounds so like here's dial a, up. Right, basically, well, I mean, aren't you in dial-up country? <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's the answer to your yep, question. We're, we're spinning... <laughs> Oh, God, I love it. Okay, so we'll go ahead and get things started on our end. So for everybody watching along right now, you have, uh, I, apparently, I, I hope I'm not misquoting this. I hope I heard this right. He's giving away not one, not two, but five albums on this week's giveaway. Holy guacamole. Uh, so let's go ahead and use the word PAPA. Don't need a hashtag. Don't need a anything. Just make it all capital letters like that. And that'll enter you in to win five albums from Rewind Records. Now then, let's uh, jump back over here. So, okay. Josh, let's try to keep uh, an idea of uh, where we stopped. Which I was, think was the Nine Inch Nails comment was probably one of the last ones. Uh, oh, Lord, there it went. Yeah. Okay, I remember seeing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think I we think did that's, the I think Abigail's. that's it right there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, I think the next Mike McCorder. So we'll scroll back down here. Uh, looks like we've got Stephanie and Julia, Kim. Good stuff. Uh, Julia says, give me that Chester and Lester album. There we go. Uh, anybody else? Hey, here's the deal. If you, if you want to enter this and you're like, yeah, I'd be cool to win something, but I don't have a, a way to play um, a vinyl record, go ahead and do it. Because if you get enough of these, you're going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and get that record player now. Yeah, and where can you get a record player? You can get it at Rewind Records. They will hook you up. I'm sure they um, will sell you one. For sure. And if, if if they don't have any in stock, they'll know when to get it and where to get it, and they'll get you a good deal on it. So uh, shop local, shop, shop smart, easy for me to say, and uh, shop with Rewind Records. So uh, looks like we've got a couple people. Let's get some more. we got a lot of people watching, so let's get some more of you guys uh, in on that. Papa. Uh, let me get the, there we go. Papa. What's your favorite uh, song that says Papa in the words? Let's play some song association. Papa don't preach. I don't know. Yeah. That's um, just the first thing that comes to mind. There you go. Uh, I don't have a song. I have a, of course, the mamas and the papas is what comes to my mind. Um, Papa. Yeah, Papa Don't Preach is like the only one that I know that uses yeah. the actual word Papa. 
Papa, oh, can wait, you hear no. me? I, I love it when you call me Big Papa. Oh, yeah. Stop. Yeah, there you go. That's mine. Uh, let's see here. Papa, don't, can you hear me from Yintel? No? What? From Yintel? Papa, can you hear me? No? M- from Mental? Yintel. Yintel. Like, as in Yintel salad? <laughs> no, that's lentil. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it was a Barbra Streisand movie. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Musical. Gotcha. Uh, I wanted to jump back up here real quick. I might have passed it. There we go. Uh, Lisa says we should come get our Muppets. Oh, we already got that one. Cool. Uh, yes, you should. Uh, still not far enough down. If I go too far, Josh. Uh, no, there we go. Uh, yeah, that's where we were. Right there. Okay. So Abigail says I also feel like I should mention Peggy Jean's pies because I work there. Yes. Uh, it's awesome of you, Abigail, to be working at a local. Awesome! I can shop. come and bother yeah. her at her work. Yeah, yeah. might now be a little might be a little road trip, but it would be worth it. Uh, some of the stuff that Abigail's posted um, on her page from from that shop looks really good. So check it out uh, if you're up in the Columbia area. Jody says, uh, "Rewind a question: Who loves Chad Atkins, uh, guitar player and lovers of guitar? Please yell out, or better yet, just type Papa in all green." And all green and all capital and all green shoes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mike McCord says watching Chet and Jerry Reed blows my mind, man. Julie says, love Chet Adkins. I love the album he did with Les Paul, Chester, and Lester. Deb says Joshua is going to be Dr. Frankenfurter? Question mark. Hello, I see you've <laughs> met my I've been Rocky before. Handy man. He's just brought down because when you came around, he thought you were the candy man. <laughs> well, don't get strung out by the way that I look. Sorry. No, you're fine. You sound a little bit more like Cher than <laughs> by the way I look. Well, he sounded kind of like Cher in that. Uh, yeah. No, I was Rocky once for Halloween. Were you? I, I, I'm way too old and fat now. I can't do it. <laughs> but I used to could. Uh, let's see. Christy Were you says, the man on the slab? Right. My personal favorite I dressed up as was Drop Dead Fred. There you go. Uh, Pag, Pag, Pagination. Why can I not say that word? Is on my bookstore bucket list. Wow, that's cool. Follow them on Instagram, and it's gorgeous. Jody says, only one W. That's right. Mm. <laughs> if you know, you know, which I know. Um uh, Doug says, guys, I love your show, but the wife is home now. Half the youngest daughter have the youngest daughter is gone for the evening, and she's dropping some pretty heavy hints. Think I better go do my husbandly duties. Well, <laughs> show oh my God. I'm I will. I'll go there. Show them why you're a kiss fan, Doug. Come on. Uh Marsha Poole says, getting the house ready to sell. When you come to Russellville, we will take you to eat at Stobby's, by the way. Stobies. Stobies. <laughs> By the way, Joshua once dressed up as a hefty bag for Halloween. Oh, really? Yeah, didn't have anything else to wear. <laughs> Same, but it was a it was a Tuesday. Yeah, I was just going to school. Uh, Kim says Abigail Burbage, they are fantastic. Jody says, "What am I? I I'm not mad. I just fat fingered. Yeah, I figured. I figured. Uh, Abby, I told you. Abigail says I don't even like regular candy corn. Same. It was awful." It wasn't great. Uh, candy corn is like chewing on a crown. Yes. Uh, only worse. 
Didn't we all get into a fight over candy corn last time we were at grandma's? Uh, yeah, except for she mixed it with some peanuts, which at least when you grabbed a handful, you could pick out the candy corn and still eat something. Uh, but yes, that's true. Sweet Wax, next great cover band. I, I think that's the writings on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian says, sorry, I'm late. That's all right. Uh, okay, so we got some people with Papa. Uh, let's uh, let's get that going here on the on the old giveaway. Let me, oops, I need to. I got Julia lay down already. Okay, uh, for Papa. Oh, it, we're going to do the, the whole doodad. Oh, okay. If I can get it going here. Well, there's five of them. We're giving away five different people, or is one person going to get five records? Oh. We'll give away one for right now. Okay. Yep, we'll give away one. Uh, you think? Or should we just give them all away to, to one person? I don't know. I think we should give them all away to one person. Yeah. I mean, let's play Let's play, hey, let's play. the a, odds. This is a capitalist society. None of that commie stuff here. <laughs> I mean, we are talking about shopping local after That's all. That's right. <laughs> yes. So, uh, saying, share the wealth. This is <laughs> what's mine is mine. What's yours is mine. <laughs> all right. So we will, uh, we'll go ahead and, and get this going here. Let's see if I can hit all the right buttons, which I probably cannot. Okay, if what I'm seeing on here looks like that, then it should be right. I think. I don't know. I can't tell what you all see. Hard to tell. Uh, so here we go. We're going to draw. We've got uh, six entries so far. So we'll give you another 30 seconds to use the word PAPA in all capital letters, just like you see on your screen, hopefully. Uh, and uh, we'll go from there. You know what I could do is, you know, pull it up on my phone and then I could see what we what we look like. Um, yes, Ch uh, Jody said we are giving away five Chet albums away this week. One winner, five albums. Sorry for the inconvenience. So sorry. Uh, see everyone on Thursday and at Rewind Records near you. Keep listening to good music. Perfect. Yeah, that's what I want. Um, okay, so use, am I pointing the right way? I think I am. Uh, I don't know. You're not pointing yet. Oh, okay. Well, let me, let me stick to one direction. No, you're pointing the wrong way. Okay, right over here on Papa. If you guys only could see what we could see, yeah, you'd be equally as confused. <laughs> uh, so here we go. We've got we've got several entries. We're gonna go ahead and hit the draw button, and it's gonna draw a winner for us. So, drum roll, please. Somewhere I had a drum. Hey, Stephanie Norton, you get five. Chet Atkins albums. Good stuff. Way to go, Stephanie. Talk about a win-win. All right, let's uh, go back to, we'll go to the split. There we go. Hopefully, maybe. No, it looks full to me. There, we, there we are. Good stuff. Good job, Stephanie. Congratulations for being the winner of the giveaway, courtesy of Rewind Records. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, so we will get you all that. Uh, actually, I'll probably see Jody this week, and we'll have all that here at the studio. So sometime next week, perhaps, or uh, the week after, feel free to stop by and collect your goods. 
because uh, we're getting quite a collection over here. Just saying. All right. Uh, let me jump back up to where we left off in the comments. Um, I think uh, it was me being a hefty bag or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a little bit. Oh, we were talking about candy corn stuff. No problem. Uh, so there's all of the entries. Oh, Julia yeah. says, give me that Chester and Wester album. Papa's got a brand new bag. Oh, yeah, of course. Duh. That's a good yeah. Papa song. And it was already mentioned earlier, and I still didn't think of it. Legit question from Mike McWhorter. How long do you guys think the record fad will last? You know, I'll be honest. I think it's actually going to last longer than what you might anticipate. Um, I don't know that it's a... I mean, I get the, the word fad. I get that. Um, I think it's just not so much a fad, but a niche. Uh, in the In the sense of there's a certain generation that misses being able to buy something physical and aren't ready to do the whole digital only thing or they've been doing the digital only thing for a while and they're like man you remember when you used to like have something in your hand or flip through a cd booklet or or thumb through the vinyls and stuff i feel like that's not going away you know uh there's there's certain people that are like no i'm glad i don't have to carry all that crap around anymore it's it's all just right here at the uh end of my fingertips and it's no big deal and uh i don't know that it's a fad i think it's going to stick around for a while i really do yeah what do you think josh well i don't know i there are new releases being released on vinyl even today yeah uh, even so, locally yeah so it's it's hard to gauge whether or not uh the younger kids are gonna that's a cd that's not a record <laughs> cd are the small things yeah look at that that's gorgeous yeah so it's a yeah. record so whether or not it's a fad for the kids, it's like any type of collector thing. I mean, people don't really, there's not like a younger group of people that collect coins, you know, but the people who collect are a community that collects. So I think the, the, the it may be a fad for younger listeners, uh, younger kids, but as far as the collection, community i think they will probably have to die out for it to die out you know what i'm saying right, yes, i don't want to don't want to sound do. morbid but i no, think i agree uh it's it's one of those things you know i i totally agree uh here's something that you won't see with digital uh that you will see with other if i can get this going here final uh not vinyl there's a uh, right over here is the Sister Lucille vinyl, mm -hmm. uh, DJP vinyl, more DJP vinyl. Uh, uh, you can't see through this. I can't. My camera won't read. Dang it! <laughs> you want me to bring Dio over? That's vinyl. There's we've got vinyl sprinkled all over the place around here. Oh God! Look at the inception happening. Whoa! Uh, there's vinyl down there, Muppet Babies. Uh, Josh had some vinyl floating around over in yeah, his I area. Yeah, I took those home already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's make sure that's uh, working right. Get some vinyl! Okay, there we go. Got that all in my system. It's been a minute. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. So, where were we? I don't know. Yeah. Is it going to last? So right. I, I think as 
uh, there will always be a group that want to collect, just like there's always going to be people who collect baseball cards or do any type of collection right. type of thing. Yeah. Uh, as now, do far I think it'll be a big growing, peak like yeah. what it is right now? No. The same as baseball cards. Baseball right. cards were big in the 80s and 90s when I was a kid. You don't really hear people talking about baseball cards really anymore. Right. Uh, but that's not to say it's not still a thing with a very huge audience because right. it is. Uh, it's just not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing that records have going for them is that it's music that you can't find anywhere else. Like stuff that's not even being uploaded on to like YouTube. You know, that's right. that's the appeal of finding records because well, that's like maybe the only medium that that music exists in. True. And you're not going to have uh, digital remasters, meaning like if they drop an f-bomb or if they if there's some controversial thing it's not going to be bleeped or edited out it's it's there it's raw um the other thing that's nice about it is the quality um it's anything else that's been phased out has been phased out for a reason think cassette tapes i know it's nostalgic and it seems like a cool thing but it's a pain in the ass to be playing your your cassette tape and then want to skip a song and go to this or you're like oh there's this one drum part josh i want to show you this and you have to like thumb through and find versus like just pulled up and you know it's about two minutes in no big deal Mm -hmm. um so i don't think that record uh excuse me cassette tapes are going to have as big of a appeal as vinyls will because vinyls offer something that cassettes don't meaning the quality of the recording the sound the richness the tone the warmth uh cassette tapes are just like "Eh, yeah it's cool i had it as a kid you know cassette tapes do have a great analog sound to them I'm not saying Let's they don't sound them. good. I'm saying but they're, they're harder to navigate. But, what, but when a cassette tape goes, it goes. Right. Yeah. yeah. If if you're just if your tape player decides to get hungry and eat it up, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So overall, I, I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. It might it might decrease a little bit in the in the fadness of it, if you will. Uh, but it is not going anywhere. Uh, no. Jody would be the first one to tell you he has no problem finding vinyls. And it's not because people are wanting to get rid of them. It's because they're everywhere. Right. So, yeah. Um, all right. Good question, though, Mike. Uh, Brian says, love it when you call me Big Papa. Yeah, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, Lisa says, oh, my God, Joshua and I are both brain connected tonight. I'm scared. Uh, speaking of Lisa Betancourt and brain connected. I don't know. I got nothing on that. Uh, so here is from my favorite Halloween. Um uh, <clears throat> the first salon, for those of you who don't know, I used to cut hair back in the day uh, for a long time. And uh, back in, I think, uh, 2007 or eight, we did a whole Sweeney Todd Halloween theme for the whole salon. Where for two months prior, one of my coworkers and I, she actually and I made our outfits handmade, like with a sewing machine and, and the whole the whole thing. So uh, did you, did you th- make them? Yeah, you made them. Yeah, by hand. Yes, really. Yes. Uh, now there were some thrift shop finds and stuff like that that we would like take and and but alter you, and that kind of stuff. But, but you made them by hand. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well by hand and yeah. by by sewing. We handmade oh, them. Oh God, what is this? <laughs> by hand and by sewing machine. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but not just our costumes. Costumes for everybody in the salon. Everybody was a different character. Uh, so let's see if I can uh, pull these up here. These are the right ones. Okay, so there was our receptionist. That's Toby. Um, okay. That's who she was dressed up as. So, like, we did a label on a bottle for it and the whole thing. It's it's hard to tell in this picture, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. 
all black, but it's pretty cool. This is uh, me and Sweeney and uh, my friend Reagan, who is the girl that did the uh, that made the costumes. We, we made those together. Did she make the worst pies in England? No, she made the best pies in England. She... <laughs> uh, oddly enough, the uh, salon that we worked at was Mojo Pie. Really? Yeah. So, and it, if you've ever been there, it's a very cool set. It, I know where it's at. Yeah. So, in, on the inside, it looks a lot similar um, ish to the same vibe as Sweeney Todd. Like it had the big like slant. Old wood. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, it was, it was a perfect thing. So, uh, then here is uh, the judge. Oh, Ma- nice. Yep. Um, Steve was our, uh, Steve Hografey was our co worker there. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff. This one was Mr. Pirelli. So this is ah, a blue suit, yeah. and we did all the gold detailing stuff. I did all this. And this the gold is all stuff. based off the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the movie came out in 2007. So this was um, that Halloween or the Halloween after one of the two. But yeah, it was, it was huge. Uh, and so here we go, Miss Lovett. There's her outfit she made. Good stuff. Here's, here she is again. Nice. This is a, a picture from uh, based on whenever there are uh, by the sea. Mm-hmm. And he's he just looks very unthrilled with her daydream. That's uh, not you. There's no mustache. I know, right? <laughs> Weird. Uh, there's a, a remake of a scene from the movie. Cool shot of her on the balcony. Uh, us back backstage, if you will. And the uh, scenes, yeah. there's there's the money shot. And uh, yeah, there you go. My favorite Halloween, Sweeney Todd, 2007 or eight, something like that. I'll I'll never top that. That was we put so much when you put in over two months of work making costumes, not just for yourself but other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're never going to top that. It's going to be your favorite. So yeah. Uh, let's see here. Mike says, "Papa, don't take no mess" by James Brown. James Brown. James. He Brown. had a lot of Papa songs. He did. Papa was Rolling Stone. Oh, that's a good Papa one. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Uh, Jody says one person. <laughs> Papa. There we go. Uh, Steven says, Papa looks like a lady. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, that was dude looked like a lady. Yeah, for real. Late but had to bathe the dog. Well, there you go. Yeah. I'm sure he's grateful for that. Or she, they, it. Uh, Stephanie says, yay. There you go. Stephanie wins. Woo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven says, such better sound quality. Yes, that's very true. Mike says, last time I was on, last time I was at a coin store, he said the art was dying. That the store no longer is in business. Yeah. And there you go. He didn't know what he's talking about. Uh, simple answer until you can't find it on the planet. There you go. Yeah. Preach, Joshua. Preach. Mike says cassettes wear out and records skip. Both suck for that. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, but you know what skips worse than a record? A CD. You know what skips worse than a CD? An elementary girl. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Brian says, "Nice, cool, wow, awesome. What, what, what are all these? What are the adjectives? Uh, yeah, you know, English and stuff. Great job, looks amazing. Oh, 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 your pictures. <laughs> well, thanks, thank you. Uh, yeah, my brain is not connected. Gonna get yourself connected. The writing's on the wall. I'm gonna take a little break. Gonna get me some drinking after all. I don't know. That's all I got." Uh, yeah, I'm all out of coffee and I need some more. So we're going to take a quick break, come back and do some more. Stick around. Hey, everybody. This is Jody with Rewind Records, and um, it's been a busy week. This week, I just wanted to kind of stop, drop, and roll 
um, I wanted to say a bunch of thank yous. Thank you to you for coming to Rewind Records and accepting us as a new business and a, and a good way to give you some music. But uh, this upcoming week is the last Thursday that we're going to play at The Riff, just for Thursdays. The band's still together and everything's still rocking and popping and Jared's taking care of business. But I wanted to simply say thanks, one, for Jared. We're leaving it in good hands. Two, thank you very much to Kent and his whole family for letting us do whatever we wanted to in here for five years. And um, thank you very much to all the fans that came. I mean, I've been told many, many times you can't do this. And you did this. I just show up and play drums and sing. Um, so thank you very much. Um, keep shopping for good music. If you can't find what you're looking for where you're at, come to Rewind Records in Springfield or in Marshfield. But no matter what, keep listening to good music. I just want to thank you once again. And if you have the chance to come to Springfield to RC Flea Mart over on Kearney Street, come on. And if you have the chance to uh, come to Marshfield, Missouri at Unique Antiques and Collectibles over on Spur Drive, come check out both of the booths. I do thank you very much. And I will talk to you soon. Keep listening to good music. Got my coffee. Hope you got something good to drink as well. Now then, let's uh, carry on. I wanted to get to some questions that were submitted on our Facebook page and in Messenger and all over the place. Uh, let's see here. We've got... Um, well, well, somewhere around here I had some stuff saved. I was supposed to have written this down before the show, and full disclosure, I had zero time. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. We had... Um, Okay, so uh, Cindy Lucas asked, Joshua Poole, who is your favorite bassist that inspires you? Do you have a favorite song to play at a show or at home? Let's uh, get Josh in okay, on this conversation. So, bassists. Um, there's a couple that I really like. Uh, a guy named, uh, of course, everybody likes Vic Wooten. Uh, locally, probably Sean Monday is just, just incredible. He's a beast. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to have him on the show someday. I have actually reached out to him, but I don't think he's uh, much on the Facebook. So. No. Uh, anybody knows a way to get a hold of him, tell him I want him on the show. But as far as like studio players and musicians, uh, I've got to say that probably uh, my favorite bass player is a guy named Jimmy, Jamie Lee, Jimmy Lee Slos. And Easy just for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because he's a studio player and he's played with everybody. I mean, he's on like Garth Brooks albums. He's on a uh, bunch of Christian albums that I liked. Uh, his out band dogs of peace was amazing. Um, and uh, his tone and his approach, he's not a flash player, but he's always right in the pocket. He actually played with Megadeth for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a, He's an incredible bass player, Tone, and he really inspires me to just his lyrical lines on the bass. Um, and what was some of the other questions? Uh, what What are your What's your favorite song to play on stage or at home? Uh, 
on stage probably purple rain when i was in what's next okay um that that band had an amazing lineup as far as players and we kept the same lineup for the entire run of the band um our lead singer cham had an incredible voice and every time we played um purple rain it was it was about as close to a religious experience that i got outside of church it was paul playing those leads and it was just automatic you know uh, you didn't have to think about playing it and you know that the audience was into it and we were into it and it yeah i've always told cham that if i could play one last song before i die it would be that song uh with that lineup of people right it was, just, it was probably one of the most um, meaningful songs i've ever played with that group huh i would have to think about um who my favorite bass player would be well, it's not your question. Well, I know, but I'm answering it anyway because <laughs> it's my show. Uh, uh, I would have to go. Let's see if you recognize this gentleman. He's great too. Insane. Leland Sklar. Yeah, insane man. Uh, there's a reason he, he's yeah. been in so many of the top, top, top bands around the world. He's not Flash either. No, but he is. Toto, Genesis, right Phil on. Collins. I mean, that guy's resume is insane. Yeah, he's played with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's he's just fantastic. You know what else is fantastic? Who? Kevin Smith? Who did? Who did? <laughs> That's Kevin Smith. That's me. <laughs> That's my Kevin Smith outfit. Oh, it's yeah. great stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, what year was this, by the way? Uh, that was probably about four. Well, maybe four years ago, three years ago. Nice. I dig it. Yeah. Was this for a show? Yeah. Yeah. At Archie's. Very with cool. chaos theory nice very cool very cool i dig it i dig it our a lot. drummer was a hot dog <laughs> i mean of course aren't all drummers hot yeah, dogs? of course yeah uh yeah uh mike says oh come on now cds don't skip like a record unless you abuse them or have a crappy cd player uh well tell that to the 14 year old jared that used to try and use a cd uh well not a walkman a discman, a discman uh yeah. and ride a bicycle at the same time didn't work too well and when they came out with the anti-skip protection, whatever, I was like, oh, cool. And then it didn't work at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike says, Derek Smalls is a major unsung talent when it comes to bass players. He is. I don't know. That. He's the bass player for Spinal Tap. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, Lisa says, okay, now that we've seen you as Sweeney, I expect to sing Pretty Woman from the show. Pretty Women. It's not my favorite. I'd rather sing Walking Joanna. down the street. What? Walking down the street. Wrong. Pretty women. <laughs> they kind of like to eat. I think that's ripped off. <laughs> pretty woman. I love meat pies. Yes. Oh, yes, Song I do. Hi- Songheim was a hack on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Yeah, we should do Sweeney Todd, but in as Roy Orbison. Yes. Yeah. I'm so down for that. You have no idea. Oh man, good stuff. Um, all right, back to the back to the questions. Uh, let's see if I can pull these up in any kind of a timely fashion. I'm trying to remember which ones these were on. These let me switch over to my profile and see if it's uh, on the thing I shared there. Les Claypool, yeah. Oh, I'm not a big Les Claypool fan. 
way too out there. Not yeah, he's got good talent and he has outside the box thinking. It's it's yes, but it's too much of that. Yeah, but there there's there's no hook to what he does. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um yeah, I could have swore I shared that. You did, I think. Oh, there it is. Um Okay, there we go. Um, Deborah Quine says, when is the next live show and can we karaoke again? I'll answer that in reverse. Yes. And Josh, when is our next live show? Uh, we haven't got it set up yet. There you go. There's your answer. <laughs> yeah. What do we want to do for a live show? And that's it. Yeah. Like, let's talk about it for a minute. Um, Charlie obviously Brown I don't want to do prom again. <laughs> that was a flop. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. We'll do it in November. <laughs> Um, let's see here. What I don't even know what day of the week it is. This is uh it's 10, 10. 10 10. So yeah, we might be able to do something in Thanksgiving. Uh I think Christmas might be pushing it too much. I know a lot of people yeah. have a lot of family stuff, uh myself included at Christmas. Um so yeah, maybe we could do some kind of Thanksgiving thing. Um do we want to do like a meal? I don't know. Or or do a, a potluck. potluck? That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be I'd be down with that. But um, not like a pot luck. <laughs> Right. Not that yeah. kind of party. Unadulterated covered dishes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Brian with a good suggestion. He says, I think you should explore different alcoholic coffee drinks for the show. Um, yeah. I'm, hey, I'm so down for that. You have no idea. Um, we might even have to talk to Amy Oberbeck and see what she's got up her sleeve as far as um, coffee Alcohol. drinks. Yeah. But then we'll have to keep it on the down low. See? Yeah. Because last time we. <laughs> Last time was nuts. We spread the word a little bit <laughs> and it got a little out of control. Oh my God. I thought somebody put a neon sign out in the front. That was crazy. Get drunk at the audio roast. Right. Yeah. Come on up. Free booze. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So stay tuned. I would imagine within the next month, maybe two, probably not, probably in November. Um, and it, I'll, I'll tell you this. It'll be on a Sunday. Uh, we'll keep it on a Sunday. We tried changing the day of the week to see how it would go and i think it's just going to be better we're, we're a sunday show so let's keep it on sunday um okay here we go lisa okay. betancourt can we seriously discuss how the bands need to be changing up the repertoire from week to week especially if they're going to be playing weekly i feel like sometimes we're getting into a rut around here believe me i know you're shocked i have a serious question first of all i'm not shocked i love the question it's a great question. Um, and Josh goes, before we went live, he said, okay, well, let me tell you about this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't tell me anything. Shush. Um, so I have not discussed anything with you. You yeah, have not discussed anything with me. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So difficulty of, uh, well, first of all, and I will talk about experience when Jared and I were going to try to be in a band together. <laughs> yep. Getting a band off the ground is extremely difficult. Yeah, so let's let's slow down then, and, and let mm -hmm. me get back in here. Let's talk. Let's talk about why that is. Yes, from my experience, a lot of that has to do with how much invested or investment people have in that. Like, right, uh, the project that you and I are talking about, I was invested a lot in. I was like, no, I've been wanting to do this for a long, long time, um, and and I've got the the right couple people involved, and we just need a, a little dash of of this and a little dash of that, and we're good to go. Where you were like, yeah, I'm kind of looking to play a little bit. You know, you're still doing the chaos area mm -hmm. thing. So your investment level probably wasn't the same as us. Right. And, and, and if that's not, if that's not the case for you specifically, I'm sure you've been in similar situations. Right. right. And, and to speak to that, it wasn't, 
he hated my guts, y'all. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I'd rather just do a podcast with you than actually have to be on stage <laughs> right, with you. For exactly. No, no. Really, <laughs> what it is is that one band is hard enough um, to be a part yeah. of. Uh, being in more than one band, um, you're gonna. First of all, you have to do have a solid four hours of music. That's just a given. Uh, and if it's stuff that you've never played before or you're having to learn new stuff, that takes a lot of time to invest. One, just personally to learn the stuff. Right. Two, to get guys who are invested and have the time to get together right. with that. And the ability to do homework at home and Absolutely. show up prepared. Absolutely. Yeah. And three, most musicians here that I know of, except for like maybe one or two, have day jobs. Right. Uh, and part of part of what was going on in my life at that time was there was a lot going on with my day job. Right. Timing and, is everything. And, yeah. and, you know, our text threads, it's like, guys, I can't do this. It'd be you or it would be Richard or it'd be someone would have to bow out. And right. so you go month to month of not having to be able to practice with the guys. And that also affects your commitment level. It's like, oh, gosh, we just we just can't get together, and you right. get you get discouraged. Yep. yep. So, if you do get to a place to where you can have a band that has actually got those four hours of music ready to go, then adding more songs requires more time, more yep. practice, and it's just easier for bands to have a repertoire that they know. And that's kind of why a lot of bands play the same material is because everybody learns the stuff that works and they can go to a new band without having to learn new stuff. They can just jump in and play um, living on a prayer or uh, hot blooded or something like that because everybody's played those. What do you think? Nope. Disagree. You disagree? Um, nobody, I, I'm so tired of hearing all the bands play the same crap over and over. I, I could care less if you know how to play that song if we play that song. Uh, that tells me I probably shouldn't be playing that song. Right. Um, I do understand what you're saying, though. Right. Um, I'm not, it's I, and because, I, I'm not making excuses. I'm no, no, saying no, no, that's I know the reality and here's the deal. of it. Exactly. The reality is we've only got so, we've got a lot of musicians and a lot of super talented, but there's still only so many to choose from. Look right. at the guests I've had on the show. Um, it's, we've, we've been able to have such an array of awesome people, but I can only keep going to the well for the first time. So, you know, so for so long before we run out and have to, okay, now we're going to have so-and-so back on. It's the same thing. Um, so if, if you're able to get somebody, it's, it's easier to put something together if there's already training wheels on the project, basically right. is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, now to go back to what Lisa was saying about, um, if you're playing, uh, weekly or or often um, to change it up. I can't tell you how strongly I agree with that, especially if you're charging people money. Um, and I think it's, uh, I'll be honest, I think it's lazy. Um, if you're like, uh, well, we we play out all the time and, and we don't need to practice or we don't have time to learn new songs because we're playing so much. Okay, well then reformulate. Um, you know, it, I think as musicians, it's too easy to get comfortable. Um, you should always be pushing yourself to get better. Um, not not get better at playing don't stop believing but get better at playing uh stone in love or, or you know some other some other song uh, i guess is really what i'm saying but um i i think too uh you owe it to yourself but you owe it to your fan base to to change things up however marketing 
if if you're an 80s band and if if you're machine gun symphony you're not going to want to be like okay well yeah we've played all these 80s hits and we owe it to our audience to play something different well how much more <laughs> 80s stuff is there to be able to play that fits in with their their theme their their feel their vibe mm -hmm. uh without being repetitive i mean it, it just is what it is it, it, just the same as musicians same as with songs you can only go to the well so many times um that being said i think people go to the same well too often if i have to hear highway to hell or if i have to hear uh don't stop believing or whatever by six other bands even even purple rain one more time i'm like god there's so many other songs by this artist and right. you guys do um um that, what's the other Prince song you guys do? Darling Nikki. And I'm like, perfect. Nobody else is doing that. Right. Perfect. A great artist. It deserves to be played. Song that's great. Needs to be played. Perfect. Right. <laughs> and that's a good, that's one of the cool things about the band I'm currently in is that I we have a few songs that other people do, but like I'd say 90% of our set, no one else does in this town. Right. And so that that's new, but for us, it's, not new because we we pretty much have stuck with the same songs right since we've added a few here and there but again you know we we still also need to change things up and we want to do that it's yeah. just again yeah busy lives people not having time to practice right and stuff like that so well and here's the thing too and i'll say this even from the perspective of being the manager of the riff now um there was a lot of uh, I'll just call it what it is, a lot of wasted opportunity mm -hmm. with COVID. Uh, when people couldn't go out and play or, or people weren't booking shows as much, what a perfect opportunity to sit at home and workshop new material. And so many people did not. Uh, many people did. There's a lot that did. Um, or there's some that did, but maybe two or three songs. Yeah. Identity um, Crisis is a COVID baby. Yeah. yeah. The show is a COVID baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it it was such a perfect opportunity for creative people to be creative and some of them just didn't seize the opportunity and it was kind of disappointing to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, so Lisa, good question. I feel you. Um, I challenge anybody out there who is just caught up in being busy, being the band or being them, that they haven't right. challenged themselves to do anything new and challenges what, on what you're saying about being lazy chaos theory, mm -hmm. the band I was in prior. Right. Um, if you've got good enough musicians, we actually uh, would say, hey, let's learn this for the song for our next show. And we would run through it at soundcheck. Right. And we were ready to play right. for the show. Uh, be, but you have to have really good musicians. And that's the thing. That. And I've done I've, their homework. Yes. And I've, we've experienced similar stuff in my bands. Like we'll be setting something up for practice or whatever, you know, getting the PA set up or something. And our guitar player will be noodling a song. And I'll, I'll start singing the long and our bass player will do the run or whatever. And it's like, we, we should probably do this song. We could do this. I mean, you already know most of it. Yeah. And so you come back the next week and boom, there's another song. Like it doesn't have to be rocket science. <laughs> it no. just has to be fresh. Um, and uh, th the same, I'll say this too. Even if you're playing the same songs, change it up. Don't be, um, don't always start and end on the same songs. Don't take your breaks at the same songs. We're, there's a lot of people getting into that rut too. Um, and I feel you. I feel you on mm -hmm. that. Uh, let's jump back over here to the comments. I'm sure it's going to get uh, spicy over here. Lisa says we're making cranberry wine right now. Might be able to bring some of that uh, for the Thanksgiving yeah. show. I'm, I'm all for it. Make cranberry wine shots. Cranberry jelly shots. Oh, my God. That's an amazing idea. 
Holy cow, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just I love put it. a little gelatin in there and bring yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Mike says the answer is that there are a lot of good bands in town to spread your attention. So don't go see the same band all the time. It's very true. Um, and you shouldn't be able to go see your favorite band all the time. Quit overplaying. Mm-hmm. Y'all dang it. But also, it's the band's responsibility not to be the same band as the other band that's playing in town. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, I mean, you should differentiate. Yeah, yourself you for should sure. be able don't to don't be go. Machine Gun Symphony or mixtapes light. Be yeah. you. Don't go to Archie's and see Don't Stop Believing and then go to the Riff and don't and see right. Don't Stop Believing. Yeah. Yeah. For show. You heard it here first. Yep. Um, Julia says, Bender made a conscious choice to pick songs we were interested in playing, knowing that it went against the whole what people want to hear. But in taking the chance to do the songs that we love, the crowd fell in love with them too. Mm-hmm. It was a big chance, but it paid off. Mm-hmm. Really good point, Julia. Um, so in my current band that is going to be debuting in December, uh, it's, uh, for those of you who followed Sunset Strip, it's going to be kind of similar, except for not 80s rock and dance and all that stuff. It's going to be heavy metal. Um, and there's some, we, we are trying to keep it surface level so that if you're like, oh yeah, I like, I like Metallica, we're going to play some Metallica. We're not going to play like a bunch of deep cuts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we're playing what we want to play. And for example, the show that we're going to be debuting on, it was just announced this week, so I can finally talk about it. Hey. Uh, Jinky Fest 4 happening here at the Rift, December 18th. And uh, we're playing with Damsel, the Dirty Saints, and the Return of Thrillfall. And some of our bandmates in my Is band. That, does Jinky play in all those? <laughs> basically. Uh, so, so there was a discussion this past week in my band about well, maybe we shouldn't play this. Maybe it's going to be too heavy metal or whatever. And I'm like, no, man. We were asked to play the show because we are us. Don't change. Be you. Be true to who you are. They're either going to love you or they're going to not. It's that simple. But I'd rather somebody not like me because I was at least true to myself versus like thinking, man, yeah, I mean, I wish we would have played this and maybe that would have changed your mind. I don't have to question it. I'll be like, well, I did what I do. And if you don't like it, that's cool. It's not for everybody. Uh, so yeah, good good point, Julia. I I totally I, I agree with that. Julia says plus all we really plus we all ha- have really good taste in music, so our sets are fabulous. <laughs> uh, we don't play Smoke on the Water. We play Highway Star. Exactly, that's exactly right. Uh, that's how it was. Whenever we were in Sunset Strip and it first started, we didn't play um, Welcome to the Jungle. We would play. Um, yeah, oh good lord rocket queen we played rocket queen we played uh god dang it why is my brain fried you could be mine um we played burn in hell we didn't play uh i want to rock um that kind of thing we we did what i call second hits uh or b-sides if you will um meaning you still knew the song they were still popular songs but it wasn't going to be the same crap that every other band in town was playing uh lisa says much of my thought process cunt came from wanting people to continue to challenge themselves and pushing yourself to keep evolving. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Yep. Uh, Brian says, can't wait for Jinky. Me either. It's <laughs> You have no idea. Uh, you've been waiting a week. I've been waiting two years. <laughs> Josh knows it's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super excited for that. Um, let me jump back over here to our Facebook and get, um, get some questions. 
If I could find it. Doggone it. Yeah. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Um, come on. See profile. There we go. All right. Uh, we've got uh, questions from... Amanda Cunningham. Here's a good one. This is a this is a deep one. Amanda says, "How might we implement support for people in our community who struggle with addictions, particularly those with families or children who may be at risk for abuse in a scene that's mostly dependent upon bars and alcohol sales to thrive?" Wow. That's a very good question. It's a very good question and it's it's a tough one because there's no up oh, there's your answer. Done deal. Yeah. Um, the, the main thing, the obvious go-to to start with would be playing at places that aren't just bars and stuff, or at least playing at places that are more family friendly. Um, it is, it is hard because it does go alongside with the lifestyle, if you will, of being musicians. Look at all the famous musicians. A lot of them have struggled with addiction problems and stuff. Um, so it does kind of go hand in hand. The thing for me personally is separating, Hey, I don't need that beer. I don't need that shot before I go on. I'm just going to get the energy from the crowd. Not everybody can do that or not anybody. Most people think they have to have that. I should say they've never challenged themselves again, going back to what Lisa said to not do that and to see, do I need that? Or am I just saying that I need that and don't without realizing it's just habitual. It's just like, it's what I do um, without actually challenging yourself. You know what? I'm going to do this one without that and see if I still have the same gumption or or lack of nerves or what whatever it may be um what are, what are some of your takes on this josh <clears throat> well coming from a family that's had bad association with di- addiction and music um i've always played sober i i just just because i know my limits um I really dig the family aspect and playing at more family oriented things. Uh, but again, there are, if you're a working musician, that's, that's few and far between. Like there may be the chili cook off and there may be the wing of Palooza or, right. um, the rib best or whatever. Yeah. But there just really aren't a whole lot of family oriented events right. uh, for music, which also means there isn't exposure to the young kids, which is something we've talked about on life. the show yeah. is like, what are we doing for the next generation? How are we inspiring the next generation? I would say, um, we're, and I work in the field with human services and with people with disabilities. And so I've seen a lot of, uh, supports in our community. I would say the first thing that um, with addiction is to support those agencies that deal with addiction. First of all, they're really underfunded. Yes. So yeah, that's true. The first thing that we need to do is that if we care for people who have addiction, we need to make sure that they have services that they can utilize right? and not having these places that help individuals with addiction. So underfunded that they can't help people. That's first thing. That's paramount. That's that's uh, a super, super good point, Josh. Really uh, good point. And addiction. I'm, I'm I'm a big believer in group 
groups of people don't influence the individual. The individual it will hey, there's two of me. <laughs> the individual will uh influence the individual. Right. Um so if you've got a bunch of it's it's the whole thing about the echo chamber with with you know, I I don't buy into the you know, having Facebook tell you what you should believe in. Uh so if right if you are sending out memes about addiction, that's not going to convince someone who has addiction. If you have somebody in your life that you are concerned with, you need to deal with that on a one-on-one basis. Yeah. Whether it's intervention or whether it's sitting down and talking with them. Um, that's, those are the two things that really will change. Um, someone who has an addiction, uh, and ultimately we can't at, we can't expect the venues to be what they're not a venue. A bar is a bar. They sell drinks. That's their business model. Yep. We can't ask them to take the responsibility of someone's, someone else's choices. Right. Uh, I have the choice every day that I play to go up there and get drunk to um, indulge, but I have chosen. That's not going to be my life. Right. So ultimately, we can do as much as we can to support those who have addiction and to help guide them out of that lifestyle and out of that addiction. But ultimately the responsibility is on that person. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I, I will say, um, again, I've, I've said on the show, I've never dealt with addiction personally, uh, meaning myself, but I've, been involved with people very closely who have and sometimes it's um it's this you know you need to shake that person loose mm-hmm. of things and that right. that thing can be the scene it could be the fact that well how am i supposed to stop drinking if um if i'm always at a place that serves drinks right um and if you give that it's it's easy to say well then don't well then what's the point of playing guitar if 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 i can't show it off to people or you know and this is this is the the part of being an artist where it's like, yeah, I could be the greatest painter in the world, but if nobody's going to appreciate it, am I really going to want to keep painting after a while? Right. No. Um, but at the same time, if if uh, you're getting assaulted every time you go to an art gallery, you're not going to want to go. Right. Um, so it's it's about finding other avenues uh, for your music, you know. Um, and I think Josh is is definitely right on target with uh, you've got to support the people that are able to give those people the support. Uh, that's that's the number one starting point is making sure that they have somewhere else to turn to mm-hmm. um, for help. So so yeah, I think it's uh, it's a catch twenty two. But I think ultimately, uh, and again, I've not de- I've not dealt with addiction, so I I get it easy for me to say. Um, but it's ultimately got to be your choice anyway. It's got to be that you're ready for a change, no matter. Uh, and and you're gonna you're gonna when you get to that point, you're gonna realize what's gonna work for you at in that moment. Be it. Hey, I need to take a break from music for the next six months and get out of a bar or I need to, uh, you know, I want to be around my family. So I want to play more family orientated events, uh, that kind of thing, whatever it is, it's different for every person in every, every scenario. Uh, but I think having, having those options as musicians is important that way, whenever that person is ready, it's already right there. Those other options besides just playing at bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's, uh, jump over here to the comments. I've, I didn't mess on, on the backstage stuff here. Uh, so let's see. Uh, oops. Brian says, uh, Kim Garbery, you mean play m- more Justin Bieber? Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. I, I skipped all around. Uh, she said, do you think live music at a local level will continue if bands or venues don't figure out how to get younger generation interested? Uh, I was talking about this with Matt Baker the other day. Oh, yeah? Yep, he uh, did sound for our show, and our our venues have done a really poor job of reaching out to the younger audience. They're not, they're not cultivating, right? which is terrible because this golden goose of eighties covers is not going to be relevant for, that's right. We are, we are becoming what we hate about Branson. Yep. Branson is stuck in the fifties and sixties and Elvis and the Beatles and all that, which is great. That's fun. But good God, the last 50 years of it's been done to death. We're there now. Right. With the eighties. We are literally there. It's literally that old. It's 40 years old. Let's, let's find what's next. It's funny to me too, because the next generation nineties, we just had dial up here at uh, the riff this past weekend. What a, what a, it still feels niche and it's just the next, it's the next thing in music, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's how oversaturated we are with the eighties rock genre. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We play bad guy and dance monkey and people love those songs. Absolutely. And those are in the last five years. Yes. Absolutely. If yeah. you can if and, and we rock those songs. And if you can find a way to do it in your in your style, then do it. Yeah. Yep. Uh and I think too, it's uh it, Kim, I'll speak on my behalf. Like that being said, at the same time, for me, with my dad, who was a musician, he was a drummer, it was really cool. I didn't care that he was playing the Beach Boys and the Rolling Stones. And I was like, you know, five years old. And the things that were out then were nowhere near any of that music. But seeing his passion for that music is what actually influenced me to, to become a musician myself, uh, not the music itself. Uh, so I, I do kind of see two sides of the argument. However, um, if you're talking about inspiring somebody to pick up an instrument versus getting those people to play their own shows, yes, then now we're back to the material con- uh, conversation. Um, no, no kid's going to want to try to pick up a, a bass guitar and play Cherry Pie when there's six other bands in town that do that, you know? Um, and I, I just don't think there's much of a challenge for uh, me, young people to want to pick up an instrument anymore. And I think that we need to, to find ways to inspire and a lot of the hard problem with that is um, honestly computers, Pro Tools. Um, you listen to modern music, and there's not a lot of instrumentation that could be uh, re redone on stage in in a live environment. You could easily do that with tracks or with whatever, but where's the musicianship in that? Where's the challenge? Um, and so I think that's a lot of it too. Um, and uh, I'll speak for Lisa Betancourt as a teacher. Uh, there's so many things that are being under undercut in in education, and always the first is the arts and performance uh, side of side of school versus academics and athletics. Um, it's always been the way it, it has been for some ungodly reason, and it will always be that way, unfortunately. Well, um, to be honest, athletics brings much more in, sure, wise to the school. So they're then, not gonna, but uh, what about in the long term? You well, know, in it's, the long term, but no one thinks really long term. Right? Uh, they exactly. don't think about how how the arts actually affects brain development and critical thinking and outside the box thinking. Right. Yep. Uh, so there's Brian uh, with, uh, do you mean play more Justin Bieber? <laughs> uh, Kim says, I agree, Josh. Additional, additionally, support can be volunteer organizations. If you don't give your resources, maybe give some of your time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. 
Julia says, uh, at the school, we focus on the music, not the lifestyle choices of the musicians. We show them that rock can stand on its own without all that. Music is medicine for the soul. Booze can take, uh, booze you can take or leave, and the music is still powerful either way. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important uh, to even still talk, Julia, about the lifestyle and how uh, people have made mistakes with, with their opportunities and stuff. Um, I, I think firmly that not in every situation do you have to learn from your own mistakes but sometimes you can learn from somebody else's mistakes uh so if you're able to point that out and why it was a bad bad choice on their part that might save somebody too uh brian says you rock joshua brian you rock uh lisa says joshua get out of my head seriously you're really my hero oh i can be i just hero, see what i see baby. uh abigail says jumping off of this subject, I think almost every industry, music included, should think about inclusion with regards to people with disabilities and other groups. A lot of times, not a lot of thought is put into how we can make a space that allows people with disabilities to come and have a good time like everyone else. That's very true. Um, so again, just this past weekend, uh, and yesterday, as a matter of fact, we had um, the music uh, therapy of the Ozarks put on a rock and roll bike music festival thing uh and it was very inclusive for for people with disabilities and stuff um the uh the whole organization is based around using music as actual therapy uh to people with disabilities and um a as a way to express themselves okay and who is who is this music therapy of the ozarks there's okay. a right down there by your by your doodad is a, a book thing right somewhere down there i'm it's my office is a mess, but anyway, I need to get in touch with those people because we at the art knew nothing about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I actually talked to uh, the director and um, I'm actually going to be talking to them about reaching out for sponsorship or something mm -hmm. so that we do raise more community awareness for that yeah. because uh, they need to be more present in the community. Right. Um, it's a good cause. Great people. And uh, more people should know about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yes, Abigail, I totally agree, and uh, and you're right that it is across every industry, including music. Um, but and this this is a bit of a, a passion of mine with individuals with disabilities. Right, I've spent 25 years working with them. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> fortunately, we're pre-COVID stuff when people could go to the movie theaters. They were start like Alamo would have like. A, sensory friendly shows right uh, where they would turn down the volume of the shows they wouldn't yep. have the lights totally out for individuals with autism and this is something that i haven't approached you yet but i was wanting to talk to you about is maybe we could do something club wise where we could have some bands that play not at full volume and not having all the lights but something that would mm -hmm. allow individuals who have sensory issues yeah. or who have disabilities to enjoy a good rock show right. or something like that. Yeah. So absolutely. So. Someone, absolutely. I wanted to talk to and, you th and that's, it. and you bring up, that's a, fa that's a fabulous uh, idea, Joshua. And I think that if we were to tag along with music therapy, the Ozarks absolutely. with art, with, uh, I mean, there's so many, so many programs locally uh, that if they're already not working together, if we could again, be that connecting piece, the way that we've been with other musicians in town, how wonderful would that be? I, I, I mean, Nobody loses in that situation. Mm -hmm. Everybody wins. Um, so yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. Brian says they should name alcoholic drinks after video games that will get them in the door. That will get them in the door. 
Okay. Oh, for kids. For kids. Oh, oh yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Like Halo. Hey, you want it? You want a shot of Fortnite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Good, good call on that, uh, Brian. Um, Julie says it's uh, to Kim's statement. We have uh, twelve to eighteen year old kids who adore Iron Maiden, The Misfits, Megadeth. I got the hiccups. Uh, they also love Royal Blood and Ghosts and Rival Sons. They will want to rock when they discover how powerful and rebel. They will still want to rock when they discover how powerful and rebellious it still is. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I will say it's it's a bit harder. And maybe, again, maybe I'm wrong because here's the deal. I checked out uh, probably around uh, 2008 with modern music, if you will, uh, meaning I quit listening to the radio for new songs. I listened to the radio for what was familiar. Um, and um, I, I will say I feel, especially in our area, at least here in Springfield, we don't have as much, uh, I don't hear Royal Blood or, or that kind of stuff on the radio as much. I do hear it some, um, but not as much as if if I could hear, um, oh, I don't know, Nicki Minaj or, or Justin Bieber. Yeah. Um, so so it is uh, harder to, to find, I will yeah, say. Yeah, when was the last time a rock band charted like top 20? Yeah, good question. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... I, and I, I love the rock genre, but... I don't want to say the writing's on the wall, but I think the writing's on the wall. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, unless they're, I mean, the closest. There's, there's got to be some, unless it's like the vinyl thing where there's some resurgence where right. people go, hey, wait a minute. There, right. the, how, how are you a musician without knowing what an A chord is? Right. You know? Um, and, and, okay, so we still have groups like Foo Fighters, but they're, what, they've been around 20 years? Right. Uh, the I, last. I, I, it's funny you say that. Hang on, because. Uh, I was watching uh, just some of their live footage from th from this tour that they're doing, and it got me to thinking. Like, uh, you know, we lost. Uh, oh man, I suck with names. Charlie from the Rolling Stones, the drummer. And, Charlie Watts. Thank you, Charlie Watts. And so sometimes when we lose people like that, we talked about this on our last uh, talking shop. It, it makes you think. Ah oh, man, I wish I could have seen them live. We're we're gonna be saying that about the Foo Fighters yeah. before long. Um, you know, it's like, man, go see them right now while they're still sounding good, while they're still alive. Everything's everybody's healthy and good um, because you just never know. So sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to step on you on that. No, but. And, uh, yeah. So the last gr really, really young group that came out was what Greta Van Fleet. Right. That's yeah. the only rock group that I can. And they've and where are they now? Right. Yes. Yeah. 100 percent i mean uh, the last time i listened to the hits. radio yeah. and i was like oh i don't know who this is but this is awesome i gotta find out uh i was listening to q one two and it was the who hu the the yeah. mongolian throat singers that's how i discovered them and before that i don't know i'm yeah. talking like 10 years right. that it's been since i was like oh my god that's amazing i gotta check that out mm -hmm. um yeah it, it's very it's so few and far between anymore right um so i'm thinking that live musicians are gonna have to figure out how to integrate these new sounds right they're gonna have to yep if they're wanting to play live they're gonna have to figure out where the trends are going yeah um, and that's not a sellout that's just no one plays no one play when was the last original classical music genre album that's charted right music changes yep it does and we have to change with the times 100 percent right josh yep and then it, it's it's uh it has to go away for the old to be new again. Right. You know, it's not just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's been there the whole time. And now it's great. No, mm -hmm. it's not. It's not the way it works. Same right. with fashion. Same with anything. It's got to go away before it's cool yeah. again. And we have to maybe even develop a new form of rock. I mean, we had 
hairband, then we had grunge, then we had new metal. Right. So we've got to find some sort of genre right that's going to replace the old that's still going to appeal to the mass right well and to carry on and and after after we got new metal then we got what i've commonly referred to as butt rock yeah what happened next Nothing. we don't even have a label for it because it's just not there no because everything's gone rap and i like rap and, I and, like and that, that by the, the way is why you've not seen us do like a 2010s whatever episode it's just not there's not yeah. it's not there <laughs> Um, in my opinion, I don't know if I'm wrong. You tell me, but I think, I mean, there's groups like 21 pilots. Sure. But can you, Imagine can you give Dragons? me 15 songs from, or 20 songs from one year? And, and that no. specific, that's one, that's what no, I'm saying. But I mean, and they're, they're even, I wouldn't say that they're not hard rock. They're, they're, they're a pop and they still have those elements. Right. But still they're not like, yeah, they're not Nicki Minaj or they're not Lizzo. Right. And that's the thing too. Not to say that rock is the only thing that can be good or that can can come up fresh. There's so much stuff that has popped through in the past 10, 15 years that I'm like, that's really good. That's artistry. And it's not rock. Uh you you mentioned Lizzo. Lizzo is one that I'm like, I love her. I think she's fantastic. Adele was another one yeah. that when she came out, I was like, Oh my God, yes, please, more of this. Um, and then we got the whole record industry formula. Let's try to put out a bunch of um Adele type people and they didn't do as well. And then next on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it, yeah. Uh, I want to carry on. Lisa says, don't you, don't you feel that new music today lacks the true creative creativity that existed in the eighties and below? Yeah, Absolutely. I do. I'd really do. And I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, to be honest, computers like, Oh, here's a, here's a guitar amplifier. Here's a, you know, and so it's just quick, quick, quick. And yep. Sounds good. Next. You're not like actually like, dialing things in or, or literally like cutting a, a, a speaker. So you get distortion and like the actual creative things. Um, there's so much, especially in the sixties uh, is some of my favorite stuff to hear about when they actually experimented with things in the studio with like taking a, an amplifier, putting it on a rope and pushing it. So it would go like this and swing across the thing. And you would get this kind of effect. Like people don't do that anymore. You hit a button and it pans the, the sound this way. Like there's just no creative nature. There's nothing needed um, it, to to be able to to do what you used to have to do. Well, I I think it's even worse than that. Uh, I okay. think things have gotten so formulaic that we've lost the ability not to lost the ability, but lost the desire to create melody. Um, I saw this excellent video on YouTube about uh, why pop songs are so simple is because they don't to get that instant click and to get that catch into your brain mm -hmm. they keep keep it stuff revolve the chord structure and the note structure around three or four notes yeah yeah uh just because it gets it, it creates that earworm thing yep and you don't get melodies like um oh um well i do by irving berlin or even bobby caldwell in the 70s uh um stuff like that where um, where you had these really nice lyrical melody lines. They're just, they're not there anymore. Right. It's uh, about it's simplicity, and, simplicity and, and repetition. Virality, if that's if that's a word. Virality. Making it, yeah. yeah, making it go viral, making, yeah. like you said, the earworm yeah, thing happen. It, yeah, it's it's the difference between what I do and you know, just playing right. simple things that like get caught in your brain. Yeah. And if they think that if it gets caught in your brain, 
then you'll listen to it more. Yeah, that's that's very and, true. Yeah. And it'll inspire you too because it's I'd rather it's a feel, it's an atmosphere versus um something with the three note hook. I can't even right. think, but you know, but it's 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 so simple. It, it's not even inspiring. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I totally get that. I wanted to uh, catch up on these comments yeah, here. Let's do it. Uh, Abigail says, uh, as a Gen Zer, I can assure you that won't be a big draw for us. Um, I'm wondering what she's talking about. Uh, maybe Josh can help. I don't um, know. Oh, I'm assuming this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The video yeah, games. Yeah. It's it's probably too niche. I would agree. Uh, Brian said, oh, boy. All the comments jumped. Uh, true statement, Jared. My son plays the trombone very well, and he is no longer interested. Could you imagine... Uh, a big band getting together with a rock band and playing a concert around here or a couple times a year could be amazing. I totally agree, Brian. I really do. Um, and that's the thing. You've got you've to be able to show it off. Otherwise, it's like, what have I put all this work into? Uh, it's not a vanity thing. It's not a, hey, look at me thing. It's a, um, eh, help me out, Josh. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way to feel accomplished. It's yeah. it's a way to cross the finish line. It's a way to to put closure on all the hard work. Yeah, there's um, what's the point it's, of it's doing the all comma, that? Yeah. It's the period. It's the what's yeah. the point of having do, done all that hard work if no right. one's going to see it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Brian says, uh, "Swing style dance would be great." Yeah. Yeah. Go back to the early mid '90s. Yeah, that's where it went. Kim says sensory friendly shows are so important. They are. Yeah. And, and so, uh, and here's the thing too. Uh, we did, uh, right as I took over as general manager at the Rift, there was on the books already, uh, feedback school of music had a showcase. Uh, I've already been in talks with them and, uh, they're having another one in January. And in fact, um, I, I actually never got a chance. I don't believe to tell this story on the show, but I'll tell it now, uh, because as it happened, it hadn't yet been announced that I was a general manager. And so I had to kind of keep it under the, under my hat. But um, are you, are you getting okay? So um, the uh, the funny thing happened was there was like seven or eight bands, uh, bands or uh, uh, duos or that kind of thing that showcase from um, Feedback School of Music, and the headliner was a band of like 15, 16 year old kids um, that did some covers. Might have done a couple of originals. Um, yeah, you can top me off. Thank you. And uh, so really funny story. Uh, a couple people close close to what was going on knew that I was going to be the new general manager or whatever. And um, thank you, sir. And uh, so it, uh, it was funny because I was walking around the room and, and just kind of seeing how, how the, the flow of the room, that kind of stuff, how it all went uh, before I jumped in headfirst on, on this new venture of mine. And so this headlining band, I was watching them and um, everybody that day did really well. And it was so, here's the thing too, that I did not expect. And I don't know why. Um, I didn't expect students to be adults also. <laughs> there was there was adult people, uh, adult people, that's a weird thing to say. There was adults. Uh, there was a guy playing drums that was an adult and he was a new student. And it was so cool to see. Um, I mean, I have talked on the show about my my grandmother who, before she passed away, had asked for a violin. She wanted to learn how to play just randomly and did. And um, so I say all that to say that there was a uh, band that played at the end of the night. Uh, they were called the Meese, like moose, but multiples. Um, so instead of the mooses, they're the Meese, uh, kind of like geese. Uh, so anyway, 
these guys were all dressed up. Uh, you were talking about your drummer being a, a hot dog. Their drummer was a, a banana. Um, and uh, so I was watching them, enjoyed them. They were playing some a mix of all kinds of modern rock with like some 90s rock, some originals, just a really cool vibe to them. And um, after the show was over, they were the last band to play. And I was upstairs in the mezzanine cleaning and picking stuff up and whatnot. And as a band, not as not as one person, but literally they were like, OK, guys, ready? Let's, let's go. OK, let's go ahead and go up there. They made it a point to come up and talk to me because I was the guy. And um, I was like, hey, how's it going, guys? You, you guys did great. All this kind of stuff. Thanks for coming to the riff and, and playing. I, I, I enjoyed what you did. And um, I was talking with the singer and because he was the one doing he was doing all the talking. And I said, hey, you did a great job. And he immediately was like apologetic, like, um, oh, you know, sorry. He's like, you know, we just played a, a show a couple of nights ago and we played, uh, so, you know, for a couple hours or whatever. And he's like, normally I would do better. And he goes, but I was trying to impress you. And I'm like, what? And uh, he was like, well, yeah, we heard that you were the guy to talk to or whatever. And, you know, we wanted to impress you because we'd like to play a show here. And I'm like, guys, look at you. You're And as a band, you've all come up to me to talk to me. I'm like, you're impressing the crap out of me right now. I could I could care less what you did on stage. You're impressing me more right now um, by, by coming up and talking to me. And so and that's why I said what I said earlier to Julia um, and props to Feedback School of Music here in Springfield for teaching not just the instrument, but the business, the way that the inner workings of things like they were taught, hey, go see the guy about getting yourself booked. And needless to say, uh, they are booked. They're going to be playing uh, November the 5th here at the Riff with Innuendo. Um, Innuendo did uh, Innuendo with Friends, if you will, with mm -hmm. Identity Crisis. And their next one is going to be with The Meese. The Meese is a group of young men that are 15 to 16 years old, maybe 17. I don't know. Check them out, man. They're they're really good. Um, and it's so nice to see young people getting involved with music. And not they're not just playing 80s hits and stuff. They're playing modern stuff. They're And they're playing some Nirvana and some Foo Fighters and stuff like that, too. But uh, writing writing their own material, all kinds of good stuff. So really and truly, if, if you're really into what we're talking about today, Come and check them out. They're really worth your time. They're really good. There's a reason I, I booked them again. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Lisa says, I would be on board with helping with that kind of program, Joshua. Please reach out to me if you do that with sensory, uh, with a sensory concert. Absolutely. Very cool. Uh, Julie says, I agree that you can't go to radio for good rock and roll anymore. It took me a while to get some of the newer bands that I love. Yeah. Yeah, you almost have to be like on XM or Sirius or yes. something like yep. that. Yeah, or even Spotify that'll throw up yeah. some stuff. Um, I'm a I'm a Pandora guy still. Um, so it's it's gonna give me what my algorithm is. Um, so yeah, that's the unfortunate side of that. Mike says, let's be honest, the billboard charts really don't matter. There are so many mediums to hear music that the sales uh other than the sales and radio, who can really tell anymore? I mean, just billboard really isn't the standard by which we should judge anymore. Hmm. You know, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a side to it that I agree with, and that side being that it's actually the music industry saying, hey, this is what's popular, right? Um, but at the same time, yeah, it is. <laughs> um I have my thoughts on that. Oh, oh, oh let me get you I, back in. Well, I I've seen the other side and Billboard. I'll just hold my thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, 
give me the simple. Do you agree with Mike? I agree with Mike. Okay, there you go. Uh, there's a lot more that goes on with Billboard than what just actual popularity is. Oh, for sure. Oh, it, there, there's a lot of. There's uh, a business there. No, Trust well, me. It, it, I, I get it's that. almost. Do you remember what payola was? Payola sounds yeah. super familiar. Okay, so back back in like the I guess fifties, sixties, record companies would pay uh, radio stations to play music, which sure artificially generated. Sure, there's a bit. It's no different from boosting a post on Facebook, basically. Well, not not even. It was. Yeah, it, it meaning was, that it's not organic is what I mean by that. It, it was definitely not organic, right? And there's a lot of unorganic stuff going on with Billboard charts. Gotcha. There's a lot more of who you know besides where your chart is, right? Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Um, Kim says my son thinks '80s music isn't creative at all. He thinks electronic music is better and more inclusive because anyone can create it. Hmm. I'll agree with the second part. I think that 80s music is quite creative. Um, it's just going to what we we're talking about just a minute ago with billboards and with what's popular and stuff. Well, okay, uh, it, so it, it became formulaic, but it's definitely people were sitting down and coming up with riffs um, and, and things like that versus now it's like they're not going for riffs. They're going for hooks. Okay, so inclusivity, I'm going to have to argue with what her son thinks because inclusivity um, I hope you're going with this where I think you're okay, going. Okay, so this. okay, so if anyone can do it, then that's uh, that's not inclusive. Well, I, well, okay, yes, that is inclusive, but that's not artistic. Okay, um, if anyone could write Mozart concertos, then Mozart would not be special. Um. It's like that line from the uh, Incredibles, when everybody's super, then nobody is. So that's kind of my thing on it. If you can push a button and you can make sick beats by pushing a couple buttons, that takes no talent or artistry, yep. no matter how inclusive it is. Yep. You went, you went right where I was hoping you yep. would go. So inclu inclusivity, I don't think would... It may be fun, but you know right. anybody can push a button on the Casio and it'll play for them. Right. Uh, that doesn't make them a great artist. Yep. Now, is that that's not to say that that can't be a great starting point to become an, a great Absolutely. artist? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so in that, I think inclusivity. If that, if I'm saying that right, um, everybody should have access to that starting point. Right. Not everybody should finish there, though. <laughs> right. Not everybody should say, okay. Now I've got it. I've the way it. that I see inclusivity is, are you good enough to play the music? If so, I don't care what you look like right. or exactly. what you do, what your disability is or that. Yep. Who you are doesn't matter to me. What you sound like, yep. what you create is, is what music is. Yeah. Yep. But, what, you, what you bring to the table. Right. Yep. And that's. That's that's more democratic rather than inclusive at some points, but again, not everyone can be Mozart, and we can't penalize people who have those great talents uh, because other people don't have those talents. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Brian says Rainbow UFO UFO. Great stuff. Yeah, for sure. 
Mike says, I disagree on the creative comment, but he isn't wrong on inclusive. Mm-hmm. Abigail says, the Gen Z comment was in response to Justin Bieber, actually. Oh, okay. oh there you go. Even better. <laughs> so bring on those Minecraft shots. Uh, Julia says, I love Dave Grohl's quote. By the way, he has a book out right now, and I hear it's Dude, fantastic. Dave Grohl? Yeah. Okay. Um, I love Dave Grohl's quote. That's what happened with Nirvana. Just a bunch of guys that had some old some old shit instruments and they got together and started playing some noisy ass shit and they became the, the biggest band in the world. That can happen again. You don't need a effing computer or the internet or the voice or American Idol. Yeah. You know what? And we've done a show on that. And again, ugh, again that's uh, created a whole beast of its own. Put up that shows. comment again. Yeah. Uh, it can it can happen again. Um, and the voice in the American Idol, those are to me those perpetuate the the destruction, the destruction. Well, and of even, the industry, I think so. Okay, uh, the and, industry. And here's here's again to recap what we've already talked about on that episode. My opinion that creates a destruction of it because everybody thinks they're a freaking expert. And they've not even picked up an instrument. Right. Drives me nuts. I can't stand it. Right. Um, or, it, it, and for like the voice, a lot of them don't play an instrument. Some play, every now and then you'll see somebody sing and play guitar. Most of them just sing. One's, you know, I, and at my house, Anthony will be like, oh, she was flat. You get up there and sing. You know, it's like you you can't right. understand until you've lived it. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to talk about how to teach a classroom if I've never stepped foot in one and try to be a teacher. Um, and say, oh, that's a great teacher. That's a bad teacher. Like it's, it, you just cannot make those comparisons. You don't know what that person was hearing on stage, or what they weren't hearing, or uh, whether they were under the weather or they weren't. Like just so much stuff. Um, I, I, I enjoy the fact that it gave um, a platform for people to be discovered. I hate what it's done to the industry as a whole. That's my two cents. Yeah. Uh, there's that back of he right yeah yeah and and like the voice in the american idol like what i was saying was that it's even gotten worse because if you watch i tried watching one of those shows uh maybe it was america's got talent and Mm -hmm. it really you have to have even more than uh, you have to have a story now to even get on those shows and that's the reason i quit i started watching american idol and it was like why are we at this person's house before they even sing How freaking produced can we get? Yeah, um, American, uh, the the X Factor or whatever those shows. Everybody's got to have a story. Everybody's got to have a story. They've got to be some sort of paraplegic right. blind, you know. And, and nowadays, it used to be that the industry just said, "Do you look okay? Well, we can fix the voice." Right now, with these types of shows, it's like, "Well, do you look okay?" And have you had yeah, a tragic backstory? On uh, once they make it through, everybody gets a makeover. Yep. Everybody, it's it's yep. Ugh. Yeah, it's and, the worst part of the business. Yeah, ZZ, everything about it. Yeah, Z, and, and that's always been a part of the industry. Even if you go back Absolutely. to the twenties and thirties, look at look they at had the Jackson to look Five. They yeah. had a look. They had an yeah. image. Like yeah. it's yes, there's it there's purpose become, to it. It has become a monster now. Yeah, it uh, the you you can't get a second look at all. No, and that's something like about I think of like seventies rock with uh, you know we're talking. Uh, 38 Special earlier, Leonard Skinner, some of these bands, they had some ugly, uh, Molly Hatchet, uh, ugly, ugly people involved. Absolutely. That were ZZ fantastic. Top, yeah, ZZ musicians. Top would not be a band Oh my God, today. no. Yeah. Um, look at, look at Edgar Winter, an albino for crying out loud. Amazing. And deserved yeah. to be um, accredited with all the, all the stuff that he put out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, we would be like, oh, we got to buy this album because it's done by an albino. Like, yeah, no, do it because it's a great musician. Right. And, and that's why I think tying into the billboard thing, mm-hmm. I think a more accurate, um, a more accurate charting metric would be like what Spotify plays are. Right. Uh, and yeah. YouTube plays. Well, and it's it's a lot similar to what you're saying uh, to like Nielsen ratings for TV. It's so hard to gauge that because we've got DVR, we've got Hulu, we've got all these other platforms. Right. Uh, so in that sense, yes, I do agree with you. And I think it was Mike, perhaps that was talking about Billboard, um, that it's not quite the industry standard. It can't be anymore because of the difference in platforms. Right. I get that. Well, one of the top uh, charting rap artists is this guy named Tom McDonald. Like I told right. you. Yeah. He does not. He's not on a label. He's 100% independent, and his stuff is not played on radio. Yep. But his Spotify's every time he releases a song, it goes to number one or two on the Spotify hip hop charts. Yeah, because that people are listening to his music, and it is totally organic. He's got a huge fan base, so much so that other rap artists won't release on Fridays because that's the day he releases his songs. Oh wow! Yeah, Man. so. Yeah, it's it's and that's why I'm saying those those other platforms are a better metric than Billboard nowadays because Billboard is is industry metric sure. and they keep people out to push the people that they want. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely so. Um Scott Garmory says today's music is more creative. It's just that most people don't listen to or don't want to listen to uh the kind of metal that is. I'd be interested to hear what uh, you find exponentially create more creative about that, whatever that metal is, uh, as compared to other genres and stuff. Um, I just, I just would. Um, <laughs> Brian says, "Preach, Jared." And Julia says, "What does Julia say?" I believe that the Voice and American Idol are to blame for ruining the song "Hallelujah." They've ruined a lot of songs. I think Jack. Jeff Buckley's to blame for Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> unpopular, unpopular opinion. Right. Never cared for his version. Oh, uh, Brian says, uh, that's why sing off was so great. The judges walked in their shoes. Yeah. And that's, and they know that though, that's the problem. And that's why they have, uh, judges on there that are singers. Not all of them are, but most of them are. Um, but it's, it's all about, it's a TV show. Let's not forget that. So it's all about viewership and, Oh, um, have you seen the ads for the new TV show of the the Battle of the Cover Bands? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I don't watch TV because well, I think it's all garbage. Yeah, well, um, I, I see it. I see it on on YouTube. Yeah, it's uh, gotcha. what's his face? Uh, the Tonight Show guy. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yep, he's hosting it, and it's it's really a misnomer it should be a battle of the tribute bands because these cover bands that they're showing look just like the bands that they're covering gotcha so yeah when we've had that conversation tribute band or cover band these are tribute bands yeah so that looks pretty terrible uh brian says i have two tom mcdonald cds yeah they're good stuff (laughs) oh god (laughs) (laughs) all right well um you know we've got we've still got other amazing questions and i i think that uh this has been a fun format i like doing this um so we might revisit this in a few weeks um and i'll before i before it gets lost in my phone i'll write down some of these other suggestions and and questions and stuff 
and uh, we'll continue the conversation from there um, because I think I think you guys have had some great ideas, some great conversations, and uh, I really dig it. So I hope you guys have had a good time. I wish my mouse would work. That'd be great. Um, oh, I took the thing out. That's why. <laughs> you got to have the connection I going, got, dude. Got to get yourself connected. The writing's on the wall. Here comes a little jingle just for you all. All right, so uh, let's go. Uh, yeah, something there, like that. that yep, yep, that'll work. And there you are. Yep. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and hit it. Oh, oh, you guys! Yes, we could have talked all night. Really could have. We've almost gone three hours, That's and I sure didn't plan on that. Us. But right. Um, but honestly, it's been great conversation with great people who obviously are very invested and care mm-hmm. about what's going on around them and in their community. Which I think is fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, like Josh said, we are all out of time. Uh, Kim Hart says, uh, "Great show. Love your insight and love of the arts." Thank you very much, Kim. Uh, yeah, it's definitely there. I have I have a lot of passion for it. I know Joshua does yeah. as well. Um, he wouldn't have said, "Hey, if you ever need a hand with this show," if he didn't give a care. Um, he cares just as I much do. as I do, and uh, there's a lot of people in our community who do. Uh, and shout out to Gene Whedon. Uh, I don't have a little fancy gimmick, but uh, here's five cups to Gene Whedon this week for saying, you know what? Yeah, you were telling me about that band, The Meese. We'll play with them. We're not scared. We'll play with them. It doesn't matter if they're 15 or 16. Sounds good. So kudos to you, Gene Whedon, and to the rest of the guys in Innuendo. Uh, I'm looking forward to that show again, and I think that's uh, November 5th. Uh, so check it out. Now let's see what we got. Tell them, Josh. Hey, check out our website at www.audioroast.com. You can find merch, past playlists, uh, upcoming events, and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Julia Lee Cobb says, thanks for letting me chime in and sound off as always. Now we're going to turn down the lights and watch Nosferatu. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, as always, uh, let's see here. Final thoughts. Hmm. I, I don't plan my final thoughts uh, in case you can't tell. Here's my final thoughts. <laughs> don't drink and drive. God dang it. Uh, I was coming home from work uh, the end of the night the other night. Uh, this is hour, like an hour, hour and a half after uh, the rift closed. And this person was not from the rift. Uh, but I was over at uh, like Kansas and Battlefield headed home. And got behind a car that was like so obviously drunk. It mm. it, it was scary. <laughs> um, make good choices. Be good people. Don't forget that times are hard for everybody right now. So may your cup of coffee and your love of music be strong. But your sense of humor ah, be even stronger. We'll see you next week right here on the Audio Rose Podcast. <laughs>